lamenting our existence this week. Hey, you fucking decided this is what we wanted to do this week. This is all on you, motherfucker. All of my suffering this week. It was so weird, though. Did you see, like, there was a, there's been all sorts of chatter about this fucking movie lately. Yeah, like, there's talk about, like, a sequel and, like, little bits and pieces from when it originally came out and shit like that. And anyways. I mean, like, they, they just dropped the 4K version of it, which was... <laughs> I don't even know why I watched it in 4K. <laughs> like, it honestly didn't make a difference if I watched it in 4K with Surround or if I watched it on VHS with, like, did the duck titties look better in 4K? <laughs> they were much clearer, yeah. which I don't know if that's good or bad at that point. I'm all, I mean, we're peaking early if we're already talking about duck tits five seconds into the episode, dude. Like, I don't know. That's basically the peak of the movie is duck tits. And then it's all fucking downhill from there. And that's right. a really weird, like, peak. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's yeah, a very, yeah, very, very uncomfortable peak. Anyways, let's uh, we'll comfortable's way later in the movie. We'll get there too. <laughs> we'll we'll talk plenty about that. But uh, welcome back, listeners, to Dance Robot Dance, a ill-advised episode of our <laughs> of our weekly podcast where we discuss all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. I am Tim. I'm going to be hosting this episode coming to you from. Toronto, Ontario. With me, I have Mark from St. Catherine. How's it going, guys? I have my vape somewhere, so I will be getting even higher than I already am before this night's oh, out. Fuck. But dear yeah. God, uh, yeah, it helped yesterday. I don't know if it's going to help today. I. It can't hurt, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, the movie is. Yeah, either way, let's, let's talk about something else before we swear about this movie <laughs> yes. for half an hour. Before we, yeah, like just tear into a real piece of movie, talk about news and stuff that happened this week. Uh, quite a bit, actually, that happened. Like today, too. Like, I was, yeah, I in the last like, sitting here news today, which is usually it's, the inverse. Either way. But yeah, there was a bunch of shit that happened, like, within the last couple of days, which is weird because, like, virtual San Diego Comic Con was last weekend and, like, hardly anything fuck noteworthy happened there. It was a bunch of trailers for like second tier properties and shit like that. Yeah, they announced something about Doctor Who, right? Like, was it Doctor Who come out of SDCC where they were like the bummer news? <laughs> no, that one. That one was just today, actually. Is that today? Okay. Yeah. I thought that- they no, they announced the. Well, we can start with that, I guess. Just today, as we're recording this, uh, we learned that Jodie Whittaker, who's playing the Thirteenth Doctor, and Chris Chibnall, who has been showrunning Doctor Who for at least her seasons, and I. Think, think she. I mean, he may have done he, one with Capaldi. Also. Yeah, I think he, yeah. he started partway through Capaldi. Yeah, so they're both leaving the series after the next season of six episodes and then three specials. So they're giving her kind of something interesting to go out on. At least it seems like she's getting the David Tennant exit strategy. Yeah. It sounds like where he kind of did like a half season and then just like a bunch of specials until they found Matt Smith. So yeah. It doesn't sound like they have a new doctor lined up yet either. So I guess we'll be getting into not that, that. Yeah, not that they've announced anyway. So yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see where they go with that. I guess they potentially have the f- other female doctor that came yeah, during but... Jodie Whittaker's run that they could potentially uh, just jump over to. That would kind of be maybe the obvious solution. But we'll see. I I liked Jodie Whittaker in the role. I will definitely watch this last season. Yeah, I'm seeing. I've never really jived with Chris Chibnall's storytelling. Yeah, no. 
And so like, I'm, I feel a little bit like Jodie Whittaker kind of got the short end of the stick because like, she didn't really get a chance to shine and like, you know, a really cool story, like Tennant or Matt Smith or God, God kind of thing. So I kind of feel like both the last two doctors have kind of suffered from the yeah. writing on the show the last, uh, cause like I would have been completely happy if we were still with Capaldi right now and going into Jodie Whittaker's run starting now. Like, I, yeah, cause I really liked him, but he was like, this isn't as much fun as I thought it was going to be basically in the yeah. aftermath of it. And was like, well, I fucked off early. And so it sounds kind of like it's happening again, which sucks because I really yeah. like Jodie Whittaker in the role. And I wish her seasons had been more to my taste, but you know, who knows? Maybe they'll, do? maybe they'll get their shit together for this last season and they will get to kind of send her out with a bang. I'm trying to figure out like, are we at the point now where we start referring to the, the new doctor who is it, has it been running as long as the old doctor who yet? <laughs> are we into <laughs> yeah, 30 seasons yet? You know, or we're at 16, Holy shit. Years now. <laughs> I don't know about, no, this, I don't know how many seasons there have been since. Cause like they're, they've sometimes like skipped years and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, series. absolutely. But it's usually like, it's gotta be at least like 10, 15. I right? think, like, I think somewhere. they're getting, I think they're like in like the 11, 12 season territory right now. Oh, fair. Good enough. Yeah. Good for them. In other female led properties, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the film's dual release synchronous release on big screens and little screens on streaming as well. Basically what happened is she had in her contract, which was probably negotiated fucking ages ago because that's fucking black widow movie has been in the works forever. Yep. That if the movie made, you know, X amount of dollars at the box office, it would trigger additional bonuses for her kind of thing, like points on the back end. And because of that this like dual release on streaming, there's no chance that the movie is going to fucking hit those targets whatsoever. So yeah. and it's in large part because they did the synchronous release. Like they pulled a lot of those box office dollars away by releasing it on streaming and letting people pay Disney directly, like 30 bucks American or whatever to watch the fucking movie. And so now she's like, well, I want a fucking piece of that and I don't fucking blame her. Nope. Not at all. She should get that fucking money. And that's, I'm glad it's Scarlett who's doing it. Cause like, she's got the resources to actually fight them at this point. And, and she has nothing to lose at this point. Cause she's fucking dead. Yeah. She's <laughs> done. So she doesn't give a shit anymore. This is retirement yeah. money for her. But like, yeah, she's pulling a John boy egg on Disney here. Well, fuck it. They should have fucking paid her. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Scarlett Johansson fucking give her money. You know what I mean? Like, they do this kind of shit all the time. Remember the like, even going as far back as like Aladdin with Robin Williams, where they fucked him around. You know what I mean? Oh, they do yeah. this to people constantly. Yeah. Disney, I've been having my issues with Disney managing Marvel, <laughs> and this is the kind of shit that like just honks me off. Especially when it's Scarlett Johansson, who like the entire fan base is like, yeah, she's the perfect Black Widow. Just, yeah. Why didn't you make a movie four hundred years ago? First of all, yeah. And then Disney, Disney actually came back to this like or responded oh, did they to it. respond. Good. Yeah. So and it's not. Oh, is it not good? No, it says like that they say that her suit has no merit whatsoever and that the allegations are sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. They're trying to play the fucking COVID card here. Well, they're also like making some allusions to the fact that they're giving her like that she's getting some money from the streaming. But I don't know if I fucking believe that at all. The first thing I saw about this whole story was when she tried, like her people tried to get in touch with them about the change in strategy. They ignored her completely. And I'm Jesus. like, are you fucking serious, guys? Like, That's what? 
Disney has such great fucking creative people, but their executives just monsters. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, they're just like dicks that do shit like this, and so fucking yeah. sucks. I gotta imagine, like, you gotta wonder what Kevin Feige's thinking about this kind of shit because he like he treats these people like fucking family, and now he's got one yeah. of them suing his fucking company and stuff, right? Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he actually comes out on this. And, and oh, I uh, bet you they're I bet you they're fucking it. sitting on his head right now to make sure that he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because, like, I've even seen, I've seen some Marvel people, like, Marvel, Marvel people, comic book people, I mean, like, just being like, yeah, Scarlet, get your fucking money, because we got ours, basically, and we had to bitch about it, too, so, yeah, yeah Disney's not going to pay you unless you fucking complain, then guess what? What is it? Squeaky Wheel gets the grease Yeah. Yeah, get fucking loud, man. Ed Brubacher got paid because he got loud, so if you yeah. got the fucking juice, go get fucking paid. Yeah, I, this is just not a situation where Disney is going to come out looking good unless they just fucking, you know, fucking capitulate. Yeah, yeah exactly. basically, yeah. Make it right. So in other MCU news, we got a release date for the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Uh, the first episode is going to be coming out on Wednesday, November 24th, which is uh, right around American Thanksgiving. It's the day before American Thanksgiving. Oh, good. We're going to do Hawkeye holidays. Yay. Yeah. So we don't know how many episodes it's going to be yet, but if it is six episodes, then it'll basically like fucking Winter Soldier was and like Loki was, then it would take us like right through Christmas pretty much. Nice. I can live with that. So, yeah. The Suicide Squad is starting to get reviews and they're pretty fucking good overall. I have yeah. not seen any that have been like overly negative so far. Most people are saying it's just like a fucking crazy ass romp, which is basically what the trailers are promising. So, yep. Yeah. I have no, so. I mean, I'm there for Margot Robbie regardless. So, like, I'm going to this movie. So, yeah. 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 In other DC news, we're starting to get a little bit more casting information for this. Batgirl movie and apparently we were just talking like I think last week or I think it was just last it week. It was last week, yeah. Yeah, about Leslie Grace that had been announced as Batgirl as Barbara Gordon in that movie and how that would work if this was like set in the universe where Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon, but nope, apparently this is in Nolan verse. It's not Nolan verse, it's Nolan verse DC in the DCEU. Yeah, I'd like. I wouldn't mind having Gary Oldman back either. Fuck uh, this is no. That don't prop. Don't fucking promise me a good time. You know what I mean? Like that's. <laughs> don't touch those fucking movies. If they're doing this shit, they can't touch those movies anymore. That's <laughs> over. This is apparently in the DCEU where J.K. Simmons was Commissioner Gordon, which I really liked him in that role, and he fucking beefed the fuck up for it. So I wouldn't mind seeing more of him in that role. It just I don't see how it makes sense to have this Latina Batgirl be the daughter of white-ass fucking J.K. Simmons. The whitest white guy of all time? Unless, like, I don't know what his, what his wife's name is, like, Jim Gordon's wife's name. Is it Barbara Yeah, also? maybe, maybe, maybe she's mixed race in the movie. I guess that would maybe work, although, like, historically, yeah, I mean, I guess that doesn't, that wouldn't bother me at all if, like, they had this Jim Gordon have, you know, paired up with somebody on toya ish yeah yeah i guess i guess maybe i don't know we'll fucking see it just sounds it seems like a, a weird choice but it's, it just feels like a weird choice stepping backwards into the dceu stuff when they keep saying they're not like that's that's done we're not doing yeah, that anymore yeah. the snyder verse is done and everything yeah, and... but like he they're bringing fucking jk simmons back and they've already and yeah and batfleck was fucking spotted on the set that's of cool. the flash this week too <laughs> I don't know if it was actually Affleck because all they did was like they got like some pictures of a dude in the Batfleck suit. Didn't somebody get into an accident? 
involved on the set with that? Like somebody got oh, fucking, the camera operator got fucking run over by the Batman <laughs> stunt guy or something like that? I didn't. I didn't see that. One. I was looking at Variety when I was looking at the Scarlett Johansson story. I think I saw that also, but I was just like, "Fuck it, DC! Like, what is what the fuck is going on in that building? Who's making decisions at this point? Like, yeah. we we got Jeffrey Rush as Commissioner Gordon, but let's." So we cast Jeffrey, a Latino, Wright. Jeffrey Wright. I always see Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey, Rush. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, and we cast a Latina girl that looks like you could totally play her off as his daughter, no problem yeah. whatsoever, right? And then we're, we go back to fucking white ass J.K. Simmons, or I want to call him yeah, J. Jonah Jameson. Kinda, you know, exactly. I always call him JJ. Yeah, I always want to call him JJ. Terrible. But then, yeah, we go back to J.K. Simmons. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> pick a fucking lane and just go, man. Like, oh my God. I don't know. <laughs> and also on the DC side of things, we got a casting of a black Batman, but it's for a podcast. I'm just yeah. not going to even fucking like fucking bandaid off right away. Right out there right away. It's Winston Duke, uh, Mbaku. Yeah, yeah, I was going to think somebody's watching the street from, for this. Yeah, from the Black Panther movies. Yeah. The Black Panther movie. And well, the Marvel movies featuring Black Panther, which are there are, <laughs> he's been in a couple other ones, I think. Yeah. And he was also in Us, but he yeah. is going to be voicing Batman on a podcast. I have not read or listened to any of these DC podcasts because I don't, I'm not really that big into like audio drama kind of stuff, but. I mean, it's a step in the right direction, especially considering they just had, or they currently still do have Luke Fox or Luke Fox. No, it's a different Fox. One Timothy of the Fox, Fox. sons, yeah, yeah, Tim like... Fox playing Batman, Batman a, the, like the next Batman, oh, the next basically. Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, in the comics right now. So it's in like the future state stuff, and then they yeah. just kind of continued on one of the stories. It's, like, it's been really cool, actually. Yeah, I heard it was good. So, so what else? We got another Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer that puts me. It, more at ease with this movie, at least. It has a lot more of the older characters in it. it, it Annie Pot shows up as Janine, and we uh, we get a little teaser of Ray at the end. Yeah, it's looking a little too Stranger Things right now it for does. me. I'm, it I'm gonna. It's just like the tone, and we'll talk about it when we get to the actual movie. Like we're gonna review this movie, obviously, because it's yeah. Ghostbusters. But it's still like right now that trailer. I was just like, do you guys remember when this was a uh, a franchise about adults opening a business, not? <laughs> Stranger Things kids in a, with in a small town kind of thing. Yeah, and like it just it feels weird to go, yeah. to go that route for Ghostbusters, which is a very like New York focused urban kind of like comedy. It's true. And, like it's weird. I don't know the the aesthetic at least, like yes. the effects and everything that were in that trailer were like spot fucking on. It yeah. looks looks amazing. Like visually looks amazing. There's a fucking terror dog in the trailer. Yep. Slimer was in the trailer. We got we saw a little bit more of those little Marshmallow Man minis kind of thing. And yeah. I'm just not sure if, like, the MCU tone with Stranger Things works for Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. So we'll see, we'll how, see. It, how it is when it comes I mean, Paul Red can carry a lot, so there's that, too. That is the one thing that, like, makes me a little bit more optimistic about this movie is that I could basically watch Paul Rudd in anything. Although I yeah. feel like they're going to stick him in the Rick Moranis role and he's going to be possessed for half the movie. So, like... <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because it feels like they're going... If we're going down the Gozer route, there's definitely going to be, like, a Keymaster gatekeeper situation going on i feel like the mom and paul rudd will be filling those roles do you think they'd go back to that same well again like or may not just have like a terror dog just like running around absolutely doing... yeah they'll go well yeah why else would because like have you not seen the toys are already out and like the guys are back in gear like the old guys are back in gear so oh, they yeah, obviously show up it. and fight gozer at the end it's plain as day what the movie's about from the toys and stuff and i was just like <laughs> oh no it's stranger things with the ghostbusters guys in it god damn it <laughs> 
But again, we'll see what it is. Yeah. I can't really talk about this one because I haven't watched it yet, but there was a trailer that dropped for the Blade Runner like anime animated oh, cool. series. I mean uh, yeah, Black Lotus. Did you you watch it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Blade Runner and Animation. Fucking right. I'll watch it. Yeah, no, I looked at it. It looks cool. I don't know anything about it because it's just basically like this is a cool fucking run of animation sequence for a trailer and we're not gonna tell you fuck all about what the story is. I'm sure there's <laughs> some there's bits and pieces of what they're trying to do in there, but yeah by large it was it's just cool looking and i'll more than happy to kind of go live in that blade runner 2049 world again that was a a world i've gone back to on blu-ray like a number of times so yeah yeah. more different angles of it from an animation like for me works really well so sign me up the next thing that i had is another thing i haven't watched yet but i suspect you might have have you watched the he-man and the masters of the universe anime yet oh yeah i'm done yeah so it's it came out and Oh, I got a it's bunch of shit. Good critical reviews, but there's a lot of people on the internet that are not happy with Kevin Smith right now because, I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it yet, but basically Prince Adam, Adam like dies in like the first episode, presumably yeah. dies in like, the first yeah. episode. Yeah, he man dies, and then like the rest or most of the first. So, so they drop like what the first five episodes of it? Yes, yeah. So it's the first five episodes, and like the end of the first episode in a climactic battle. He-Man and Skeletor die or disappear or whatever. Quote, unquote. Yeah. yeah. And Tila is sent off. Like, Tila takes off because at this point she she finally finds out. I don't want to spoil like, I'm spoiling it for you guys, basically. Enough. <laughs> but, like, she basically finds out because the whole, the whole premise of the show was that she was the only person who didn't know his secret. Yeah. Right? And, like, she finds out the secret and it's f- super betrayed and it fucks off, right? Like, she's like, fuck all of you guys. He's dead. And I, I, I can't trust any of you because you've all lied to me. So I'm fucking leaving. And it's Sarah Michelle Geller, so I'm kind of like, yeah, you go, girl. Yeah. Go do that stuff. And I was like, I was on board for the show. Like, I had a good time watching it. And then I went online, and it was just people fucking bitching about, like... Well, it's all, it's, it's all these... They're trying to tell a story? What? I just yeah, wanted He-Man exactly. to fucking throw shit. I'm like... Yeah, exactly. And then, so, all these, all these dudes online that just want to, like, want their fucking male power fantasy to play oh. out in front of them on screen and just want to, you know, look at fucking ripped as shit he-man and feel like oh that could be me are now like oh this show's called he-man where's the he-man like, no it's called he-man and the masters of the universe and it's they're called masters he-man. of the fucking universe i don't think he-man's even in the title <laughs> yeah. of that of this show i think it's just masters of the universe kevin smith got all sorts of fucking backlash and we all know that kevin smith doesn't take that sort of shit fucking lying down oh, and God. so he like fucking lashed back out and said and said like just basically like fuck off to everybody it's like yeah it's a fucking show about he-man do you think that they're gonna let me fucking make a show about he-man and like kill him. he-man's not gonna yeah and kill him permanently kind of thing like fucking get your heads out of your asses basically yeah so. yeah he, he got a little more defensive about it in some other posts that i was like because i'm on his like podcast stream and stuff like that so i yeah. heard some other shit but like he's so just like I feel bad because it's just like you're just being overly sensitive. You've been doing this for fucking how long now? You put out yoga hosers, <laughs> you took that shit kicking. You know what I mean? Yeah, you took that shit on the chin. <laughs> and fucking yoga hosers back to back, and you're still like surprised that the internet gets shitty. Like, <laughs> I love the guy to death, but he needs to grow the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, but on the other side, like, what the fuck are these people expecting? Like, I saw the people complaining, and I was like, "Guy, they're, they're just trying to tell a fucking fun story." Yeah, and they have their best actor is clearly Sir Michelle Geller. Sorry, 
you know so it sort of shit just makes me want to fucking watch it more like the fact that the it's fucking, good yeah the fucking the fact that like fucking like fragile white tears are being white male tears are being shed Actually, over the show just makes me feel like it's the kind of thing that I want to fucking watch in the news also we should probably talk about the fact that Transformers is also out this week so okay, yes. it's done this week yes uh, oh I didn't have this in the news but um, because we have definitely talked a bunch about Better Call Saul on the show before oh my god Bob uh, Bob Odenkirk had a heart attack soon, buddy. on the set of Better Call Saul filming season five, five, five or six. I don't know where yeah, they're I think, at now. I think season five. Yeah. Um, he was in the hospital for like a couple of days, still there, but like he's recovering, like apparently going to be okay kind of thing. So fucking take it easy, Bob, get better. <laughs> Man, I had a panic attack when I fucking heard that. I was like, oh no, like don't take that away from me. Like not now, please. Yeah. I can understand like that show has to be pretty emotionally fucking oh, taxing yeah. kind of thing. So like yeah. I can understand you know, having that kind of a physical response to to playing that role, I d- I would hate to be on that set. I feel like it would be one of those like actors actors sets where they're like super intense. I would not want to be anywhere near that kind of shit. I feel like really, they're really do you like, think, I, I don't think Bob Odenkirk. Uh, he's such a fucking goofy dude that and like the, the other guy. I feel like the other guys are like 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 you yeah, know like, yeah. Mike, I'm trying to think his name, but like the guy that plays Mike. Yeah, like him or like yeah. Giancarlo Esposito or like you know what I mean. Like those guys feel like they're real like actor actors, and I would not want to get like in the middle of that shit. Although I guess we've seen Gene Carlos Esposito do some goofy fucking shit too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just that, but like, yeah, I just have this yeah. like vibe about like the breaking bad universe where like the sets are super dour, even though I bet you they're yeah. tons of fun. Yeah. I'm just what, I mean, I've just gotten through all of, Oh, what was his character's name on community? Oh, Oh, Hickey, right? Hick- no, no, he played, you're talking about Mike. Giancar- no, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about Giancarlo. Esposito. He played, Pierce's like Pierce's like half brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name yeah. of the character anymore. It's one of the best episodes though. Gilbert, that, Gilbert, Gilbert, the eight bit yeah. episode, right? Like the yeah. Yeah. the RPG episode. Yeah, that was fucking yeah. dope. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I, I feel like he's got a decent sense of humor too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my, the guy that played Mike also played Hickey on uh, what season six? Of the six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm on season four right now. It's starting to go downhill, but still good. I mean, like that show never really like I, I never hated that show. You know what I no, mean? Like no. even when it was like kind of shitty, I was still like I'm still having a good time watching it. And also yeah. like Allison Free and Gillian Jacobs are both right there, so like I'm yeah visually pleased. Also, I, so. I just got through the episode where the evil Jeff and evil Annie, evil Annie come, and yeah, Annie's like seducing in that dress, Jeff oh, and shit, and yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Since we were just talking about Netflix, Sweet Tooth is going to get a second season, which I'm not surprised about. It got a lot of great reviews oh, yeah, and Press stuff like that. Um, I'm still planning to watch it at some point, but I don't know when because I just I just started another streaming series that'll take me for a while. I started watching The Expanse, so uh, that show is the one that I should pick up next so that we can do something about it because it's like the biggest sci-fi show on TV right now. Like it's what all the fucking nerds really talk about. And, like, <laughs> it's over now. I'm not. What, is is it over? Over? I thought there was a season left. Or no, there actually, might be one left. I, don't I know. think there's one more coming. But either way, it's like it's been the hottest shit in sci-fi for years, and I've just been like, I watched the first season. It's good. I just have not gotten back to it. So yeah. yeah. Tim watching it will force me at this point. Yeah. To get into it. We have a little bit more information about the Anansi Boys Amazon series in that uh, Delroy Lindo is going to be coming in as Mr. Nancy. I know this guy. I mean, I've seen him on stuff before. He's like yeah. a black character actor. He's you know kind of in all a bunch of stuff. I can't place him for any one thing right now, but I've definitely seen him in, you know, like gangster movies and shit like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, super familiar, but I was like, I can't place him anywhere. But. Yeah, exactly. He's just one of you know those that guy kind of things. Yeah, but I 
I mean, it's just going to be, he's got such fucking shoes to fill with Orlando Jones. So, yep. The Jungle Cruise movie came out and also is getting pretty decent reviews. Uh, There's a lot of people comparing it in some cases saying like beat for beat that it's basically the mummy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard. But just with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, and apparently they just have fucking fantastic chemistry back and forth. Yeah, I've been seeing interviews with the two of them, and they seem like they're having like way too much fun working yeah. together, which I was surprised by. Cause she seems also like an actor-y actor kind of thing, and then ends up across from like Dwayne's a goofball, you know? What I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Like I love the guy, but he's a goof. So I was, yeah. No, I'll, I'll watch it when it pops online. Yeah, that one I'm, I'll, I'll definitely see. I mean, it's based on a fucking Disney attraction, yeah. so I will end up seeing that for sure got my boy in it i'll fucking watch it so there is apparently a live action pokemon series coming to netflix i don't know i don't want it but i'm sure there are people that want oh somebody wants detective detective pikachu made like a fucking fortune so of course that was a shockingly good looking movie too actually for for what it was so i don't know so i yeah I don't have anything else to say about that. There's a new Exorcist trilogy being made from Blumhouse, which, I mean... That actually made me a little bit happier than what I was hearing before. Though, like, it's Blumhouse. I was like, oh, well, that'll, actually, that'll probably be good then, right? Like, yeah. that, that sounds a lot better than what we were going to get before. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Blumhouse is, for anybody that doesn't know, is, like, one of the best studios right now putting out, like, really cool, innovative horror. I mean, they yep. put out some fucking schlock, too. But... Yeah, but, like, they're a horror label putting out schlock comes with the fucking territory. Yeah. They put out good schlock though. That's the difference is some of the schlock that they put out is fucking highly entertaining stuff. So yeah, I mean, there's still some, it's not totally clear if this is going to be like a direct or like a sequel to the old movies, you know, in the same world reference, any of those characters. Alan Burstyn's coming back a... though. So is it not a sequel? I, from the oh, article she... I read, I think Ellen Burstyn's coming back. Oh, yeah, back. she does see Gary Chris McNeil. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I guess then it it's is... It's in the same universe. I think it's going to be yeah. like the show where it's kind of set in the same universe. That'd be so cool. I'm, I mean, the I, show was fucking great. The show was fucking awesome. Like, both seasons first season, were quite good. First season, so. especially. The second season's still pretty good, yeah. Yeah, first season was excellent, for sure. But you know, I, that, that's a franchise... Like, I usually would be like, oh, please don't touch that movie. But, like, they've done quality shit with it in the last little while. Especially when they're allowed to expand it out into, like, yeah, trilogy... Or like a TV show or something like that, where they have a little bit more time to get into like the mm-hmm. characters and stuff. So like the TV show was super effective, and I'm if it Bumhouse is doing three movies and they're getting Ellen Burstyn to come back, then this is way more something that I'm interested in than what we were probably going to get if it was like just Universal doing just it Universal their own. doing it yeah. on their own. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, and I think I saw. I can't remember. I thought I'd saw that Halloween Horror Nights uh, announced Exorcist uh, House, but I don't can't remember there was a bunch of stuff about halloween horror nights on io9 this week but i didn't really look at it super closely mm-hmm. but they, there was like a big franchise that was supposed to come to it but i didn't see exactly what it was yeah so far they've announced a beetlejuice house a which they were supposed to have have last time oh texas chainsaw massacre i think might have been the one that just oh, got shit. announced there's a a bride of frankenstein one so more like kind of the classic, classic universal, universal horror kind yeah. of thing and oh haunting of hill house uh, they're doing as well so, I okay. mean, there's some creepy shit in there. Like, that could be yeah. Good. yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, the first two alone make it worth worth it for me. Like, Texas Chainsaw would be, like, yeah, a disturbing just, place to go. Uh, I'm just getting more uneasy about fucking having booked that vacation with the fucking COVID numbers, what they are right now. But I would see, Orlando, you, see you got a month and a half to get your shit together. <laughs> I, I, when you booked that, I was like, 
All right, Tim, you're older still, man than I am. Still so. vaccinated, which is more than could be said for fucking half of Florida. Yeah, well, you still catch it vaccinated. <laughs> so. And the last thing, this is one of the few things that actually did come out of San Diego Comic-Con is there was a little teaser trailer for the, I know I've mentioned it, that Zack Snyder was going to do a fucking prequel to Army of the Dead, and it's called Army of Thieves. And there was a little teaser for that that came out, but I don't really care. Great. That was everything I had. Did I miss anything? Probably. There was a ton of shit this week, but like you got the Exorcist story, which is kind of the only thing I, I had. Like he might not talk about this, so I had it in my fair enough. Put it in my docket also. All right. Then we can move on to our Geek of the Week. Which is a segment of the podcast where we talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the past week or so. Mark, what is your Geek of the Week? I don't even remember what I talked about last week. It was probably computer hardware, but like I cable managed my desk this week. Is it like it's? I haven't really had a bunch of time to do stuff. I've been very busy with work and uh, doing talking to your microphone. And I don't like talking to the microphone either. That's one of those things I'm against <laughs> now. I'm trying to look yeah. around. What did I do? So I actually sat down and started watching some of the movies that I've been like pilfering in various places. Yeah, and I sat down and finally watched the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard yesterday. And it was as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I fucking loved every second of it. <laughs> so that was kind of my geek of the week because I basically just watched Ryan Reynolds, Sam Jackson, and Selma Hayek run around, shoot people, and swear for two hours and was highly entertained by it. Also, Selma Hayek, dear God, just <laughs> perfect, you know, just amazing. She's running around, like, making fun of how big her boobs are and stuff like that. And, like, <laughs> she's the worst of the bunch of them. Like, her language is just like, some of the shit that comes out of her mouth would like shock you. You know what I mean? Like just literally shock you. I was like, wow, how did I get her to say that? But she's like always, always comes to play basically when she does comedy stuff. Remember her on 30 rock? Oh yeah. Or fucking dogma. Oh my God. She's hysterical when she does comedy stuff. She's so great. So she was just killing me. And like Ryan Reynolds is always fairly amusing. So I was like, "Eh, I had a good time with it. Yeah. But there's a bunch of movies like that that I was, I, I, I watched both quiet places. I watched the new one also. Oh yeah. Uh, this it the second one's fucking good. I like both yeah. of them actually quite a bit. I hadn't seen the the first one since theaters, so I sat down and watched both, and I was like, uh, they were both quite good. I like both those movies a lot. The second one was really good, nice. though. So, yeah, I got some movies in now. Yeah, now it's Netflix time. I got Transformers to watch while yeah. I draw Transformers. That's my weekend. Is going to be getting this print done. So, <laughs> my geek of the week is what Mark alluded to last week. Is I've got some computer upgrades in the works. Uh, which editing Mark, I'm sure, will appreciate. Oh, fuck. He's so happy. You have no idea, dude. Like, just fucking ecstatic right now. So I ordered a bunch of new components for my main desktop rig, a new CPU, a Core i9 CPU, a nice new motherboard that has an NVMe slot, so I got an NVMe drive for it, and new RAM as well. All of that stuff has arrived. I haven't installed it yet, in part because... I need to make sure that like my computer is fully functional for this weekend because I'm like attending an online conference for it and like helping with an online conference for it. But on the holiday on Monday is when I'll probably end up switching everything over. But the one thing I did do already is I bought a new GPU, a new graphics card for our media center PC. That was more a necessity rather than like, oh, this might be nice to upgrade because the fucking graphics card in that one, it started like shitting out, like it was just freezing up on me. So I got one that's supposed to be able to output 4K, but it's not outputting 4K for me right now. So I got a little bit of fuckery to deal with. I told you you fucking bought basically e-waste buying a 1030. So that's on you, buddy. 
on like multiple sites, it says that thing is supposed to be able to output fucking 4K, but it doesn't pop up in the settings. This is what you get when you do your own research. Don't call your fucking computer science friend who does this <laughs> kind of shit all of the time. Hey, we were talking about all that shit. I also don't didn't want to spend like fucking 400, yes. four or 500 bucks for like a mid-range graphics card to put in this PC that all I use it for is watching video. I, I was going to say, you probably get just as good like graphics coming off of... Uh, yeah, I guess you're using your home theater PC. That's yeah. the... Yeah, fine. Don't put one of those in your fucking desktop or i will come up to your house and take oh, no, the computer no. away from me no yeah. definitely not yeah so the plan right now i didn't get a new gpu for the desktop or for like my main rig yet just because like, i mean it's integrated get... graphics on a modern i9 is pretty fucking good so yeah exactly so like i'm i i'm hoping at least that that will be able to push 4k to the one, the 4K monitor, 61 monitor for yeah sure. the one yeah. monitor that i have that's 4k and then it'll push 1080 on my other monitor just fine as long as i'm not doing anything like really graphics heavy and then uh i'll just keep an eye out for like a, a 3060 like once once i can get one for fucking retail price i always got my eye out you know what i'm like so i'll let you know when i see yeah. one when i see them just floating around because yeah. i'm sir i did buy a motherboard for my old 4770k so i am going to put together like i bought a little like mini uh itx corsair box to put it in mm-hmm. next to my got a little home theater box to put you it used, in. yeah use it as a little server kind of thing Oh, I'll probably like, yeah, I always, I always use that as like a, at least a second Dropbox repository. So like I'll, I'll log myself in on Dropbox on there. So it's a second backup and like, yeah, yeah. I just, I'll put a bunch of hard drives in it to store movies. Cause once I have the 2060 in there, that's just sitting in a bag in my kit of shit, like my computer <laughs> pile, that'll output 4k like crazy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Nice. There's always that too. You can always look for like a second and 2060 just pop in there. Should fucking rock your world for the next yeah, couple of years. I, I mean, I'd rather just get it. Like if, if this one, if the motherboard that I'm, I have can output well, you got 4K, that nice then, tough, right? yeah. yeah, then I might as well just use that until like such time as I can actually grab a, uh, a newer one. 360. Yeah. You know, you know me, like I only end up fucking updating my shit like once or twice a decade kind of thing. So uh, like, you, you make my head, you make my skin crawl. <laughs> but, but like when I do, I, I get like nicer shit, like not yeah. like top of the line, but usually like mid to high end so that I know. And that's why this fucking rig that I have now has lasted me for nine years. Yeah. Well, I mean, mine, mine lasted me until I burned the motherboard out on it. Right. Which is, yeah. and actually it lasted longer than I normally would keep a rig. Usually I'm like by three generations, I start getting real antsy. Yeah. And I was at five by the time I did the upgrade here, like to the ninth, the ninth generation stuff from the 4770. And like that machine was still like mostly working for me. So mm. like just data, if I was just doing day to day, like YouTube shit, but like when it started to come, get into work, it was starting to like, yeah. And you're problems. doing like blender and shit like that yeah, and 3d so. stuff. And you know, all that's much more. Well, I mean like for my, my, my I'm going to cut all this out of the episode. Nonsense, <laughs> but like, My sister was like, what are you doing with your machine? And I'm like, well, I just upgraded most of it. She's like, yeah, but isn't like, Weren't you just talking about new Intel chips? And I was like, yeah. Oh, so you what you're saying it. is what you're saying is you want me to give you my old stuff and I'll get a new <laughs> Intel rig. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that works for me, I guess. So we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's always that. I always like keeping my old hardware for like hand me down shit. Not for hand me down, like to hand out to people, but just so that I have it around in case something goes wrong. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit makes me leery, but either way. Yeah. That's cool, though. I'm, I'm glad you got that hardware finally. So Yeah, me too. Like I said, it's been a long time coming, and I'm looking forward to... I mean, I, I enjoy getting in and, like, doing the shit, like, when I'm mm-hmm. actually doing it, even though, you know, it ends up a little bit fucking stressful and shit, but... Oh, yeah, it always... Uh, but it's always something always goes wrong. Something's inevitably going to be like, oh, shit, the fucking Windows won't install to that hard drive for some reason for, yeah, like, exactly. 10 minutes or whatever. Why, why won't you post? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's fuck. <laughs> 
having a heart attack. <laughs> I didn't tempt my. I didn't tempt fate this time. I kept the fucking. Everything was open when I posted it for the first time. I was like, "Oh, is it post? Oh, it posted. Now I can close it up. Everything's good now. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure you fucking post before you close the walls. Otherwise, that's bad juju. You're gonna fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. either way, don't close those doors first. You know. <laughs> Always post first, guys. Yeah. All right. So with that, we can move on reluctantly. We have to. After. <laughs> for another half an hour, actually. Now that I think about it, let's not move on. Yeah, let's talk more about computer components because it's more interesting than our... It really is, to me, anyway. Not to you, I know. (laughs) Dear listener, I know it's not more interesting to you, but it's more interesting to me. (laughs) We're going to move on to our meat of the episode, trans-dimensional duck meat. Oh, god damn, I hate you so fucking much right now. Because this week I made a grave error in judgment and subjected Mark and myself to Howard the Duck. Because I naively thought it would be one of those movies that's so bad it's kind of good, but I was... Even though I told him, he didn't listen to me. I was so incredibly wrong, it is just fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. Like Fantastic Four movie bad. Like any Fantastic Four movie bad. Oh, like, no, I'd watch that Jessica Alba movie before I watch this one again. Absolutely. Like, that, has a, that has a plot that goes from A to B. This doesn't even have that. <laughs> like, even being, like, melt into the couch high did not make this movie the least bit enjoyable or funny or entertaining or tolerable to me. I took 500 milligrams of Edibram <laughs> to get through this, and it still didn't help. It actually made it worse. It made it more heroin. So for anybody that that is that is still living in paradise, still living in Eden, and does is not aware of the existence of this travesty of a film yet, it is based on the comic book character by Steve Gerber. The movie came out in 1986 and was very tragically the first feature film to be released in theaters featuring a Marvel Comics character. Yeah, yeah. What what a way we have come. Yeah, there was a serial Captain America in the 40s, but after that, uh, theatrically... Not a feature. Nope. Theatrically, feature-wise, Howard the Duck will forever (laughs) be Marvel's first movie. The first theatrical Marvel feature. Yep. (sighs) And if anyone ever needed... this This movie was executive produced by George Lucas... And if anybody ever needed evidence, yes. yeah, yeah that any, George Lucas. If anybody ever needed evidence that George Lucas should not be left to make movies unsupervised, this is it. Like I don't know how anybody gave him the reins to the prequel trilogy. He did it because he did it himself. He self funded those movies, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. ILM, I think, basically was how he made those movies. Well, that's he made this fucking movie with his old like film school buddies. He made the the direct. It was directed by Willard Hoyk. And written by that dude and Gloria Katz, who were his fucking film school buddies. They were the ones that he wrote American Graffiti with. Yeah, they wrote uh, Temple of Doom. No, they wrote Kingdom of the Kiss of the Skull. Sorry, it wasn't. T- I was like, they wrote something else that was no, terrible. No, that explains a lot. Yeah, they wrote a bunch of terrible shit. They've written Jesus. horrible stuff. I don't want to belabor George Lucas's involvement with this movie. Just the movie opens on Twin Moons and like, <laughs> fuck you, movie. You know, like, don't fucking threaten me with a good time, basically, like from the very fucking start. Yeah, George Lucas just oh, this movie's a horrible, horrible, horrible movie yeah. that I've seen five hundred times. The night. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 cast includes Leah Thompson, who plays Beverly Switzer, like the love interest. Tim Robbins plays her idiot scientist friend, and some like total unknown Chip Zine plays the voice of, of Howard the Duck. After they auditioned. Joan or John Cusack, Martin Short for the role, and Robin Williams actually took the fucking role and worked on it for like a week before quitting because he just 
it was like, this is fucking terrible. And they were making him like have to recite his lines to match the fucking flapping beak on the fit, like, cause they filmed the footage and then were voicing it after the fact. And like, that is just not the way that Robin Williams ever worked. Well, Disney re fucking engineered the way they do animation to work with him. Yeah, they were, yeah, exactly. They recorded the lines and then they fucking animated <laughs> yeah. to match his fucking lines. And that's yeah, the way they so like, it. Yeah. And Jeffrey Jones plays the villain that we don't meet until like two thirds of the way through the fucking stupid movie, who was the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and also played Liddy's dad in Beetlejuice. So he was in Deadwood also. Yeah. Also, he's a notorious sex pervert. So we're going to be referring to him. Oh, that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I remember that now because he played. He's a pedophile. Yeah, he was in one of the Disney attractions that's been gone for years and years and years now. And Alien Encounter, for anybody that remembers it. And, oh, yeah, there were, like, there were people saying, like, oh, they'll reopen that attraction. Like, no, no, they will not reopen not so they that remove attraction. It. Not so yeah, they get rid of it. <laughs> exactly. Where where this fucking kitty ass pervert fucking, yeah. yeah, plays a major role. I that totally fucking slipped my mind. What a no. piece of shit! As soon as he showed up, I was like, "All right, I forgot he's in this fucking movie too." God damn it, Tim! So now we got to talk about this fucking terrible movie. It's, just, a, it's just getting worse with time. Like it's just terrible. Uh, and his Wikipedia article says, like, you know, best known for roles as whatever and whatever and whatever. Whereas, like, realistically, it should be like <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, who is best known for being a fucking kitty sex pervert. Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. So that's this. So, Mark, so, Mark, what is the plot, quote unquote, of Howard the Duck? It's really easy. There is no fucking plot. The movie's (laughs) over. But you want to call this a plot? Calling this a plot is an insult to every other movie that ever had a fucking plot in it. You know what I mean? Insult to every narrative movie that ever existed. (laughs) It's a fucking insult to film, period. Like, the fact that this was shot on film is like a travesty, a waste of celluloid. Either way, (laughs) Let's get into this shit. So, yeah, we do open on Twin Moons, which, like, fuck you, movie. Like, this isn't <laughs> Star Wars. What are you fucking doing here? George Lucas is not getting saved by the edit on this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, all right. Just, fuck. We just get to Leah Thompson already. We're two seconds into the movie. No, we got we to gotta start with the worst version of Chinatown ever. Dude, no, that's what I wrote in my notes. Was, Can we just get to Leah Thompson already? It's been, like, five minutes into the movie. <laughs> fuck. Howard go, gets home. We see just everything is duck shit. Like, literally everything is, like, a weird version of Earth where the ducks are the dominant species. Readers of the Lost Stork, the fucking Indiana Jones knockoff. Like, you really have to be into stupid fucking duck jokes in order, (sighs) like, for there to be any chance that you're going to enjoy this movie. It's a duck pun every five fucking seconds in this movie. So clearly somebody was really into fucking duck jokes when they wrote this piece of shit. So yeah, just fucking ducks, not even fucking duck jokes. No, there's definitely somebody who's into fucking ducks because we'll get into (laughs) in the fucking movie too. Jesus. All right. So there's just duck shit everywhere. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Half the stuff is designed for humans and ducks are using it. Like no human, no duck would design that for themselves. They're fucking aquatic animals. <laughs> anyway. So he checks his messages and he's got some horny girl who wants to bone him. And like his mom calls or some shit. He sits down and watches TV, has a beer, starts getting ready to jerk it off. He's fucking reading play dudes, but play duck, <laughs> play, play duck. duck. Fucking. And we're going to get to the fucking absolute worst part of this shit in a minute. <laughs> And I'm, honestly, I have a whole question about that because you're a fucking scientist, so I've got questions at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So either way, 
the basic what I did think was funny though is he starts flipping through the TV and I was like, this is like early multi-dimensional cable from Rick yeah, and Morty. Yeah, absolutely. I had the same thought. <laughs> okay. Except except the worst version of it ever. <laughs> yeah, it's just like this is terrible. Even All the point fuck where, interdimensional fucking cable. Even to the point where the guy starts like smashing shit, and I could just think I could think of ants in my eyes. Remember, you know ants in yeah, my eyes? I can dance my eyes. I can dance my eyes. What are these dogs from selling or selling doors? Dance my eyes. Oh fuck. I would have gladly have rewatched Rick and Morty. Ants in my eyes, Johnson. Is that a dude's name? Yeah, I mean, that's his name. Either way. It's like a sidetracked into a discussion about something we like as opposed to this fucking movie. Um either way, Howard mistakes an earthquake or for or a wormhole for an earthquake and it gets sucked into space. In doing so we do like the complete comedic like Marx Brothers horseshit where he flies through every wall on his way out of the building. I don't know how this thing locked into him in the middle of the building, but it didn't tear the hole. In the, I, whatever. Cool. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. We're just doing this. So he flies through a couple's bedroom and they're in bed together, like reading duck books. And then he flies through a woman's bathroom where we get the absolute nadir of this movie. <laughs> tits <laughs> on a duck. There are duck tits in this. But they're not like, they're like fake duck titties. Like they're not even like nat. They're like clearly enhanced silicone duck titties what i'm saying is that this is the weirdest fucking furry porn ever and i found this movie very difficult to masturbate to well the podcast is over so like that's <laughs> i mean we just finished that that's the end of that that was good. <laughs> it's good knowing you buddy not impossible but very difficult it was not it was good knowing you, you know? <laughs> it was a it was a good time i don't think i can look at you anymore like, i can't make eye contact with my screen i gotta turn this monitor yeah off. i'd turn the screen off oh fuck <laughs> all right so technically as a scientist how can an avian have a mammary gland it doesn't if work the gland is named after mammals yeah that it's a te- okay yeah so there's your, your grasp here. of science is is firm enough that okay yeah i understand <laughs> that okay so I mean, the fucking duck has skin on. This ducks have fucking skin on their hands, though. So I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Okay. Anyway, so we got to move past the duck tits, otherwise I'm gonna have a stroke because <laughs> something's going on in my brain, and it's not the weed. It feels complete weird. with duck nipples. I feel like we need to say in case anybody like don't ever, don't ever watch this movie. Just let us like tell you about the worst parts of it. And this is a fucking PG movie. Like this is almost like they were selling this to kids. They were trying to sell this to kids, I think. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But it was a PG movie. Either way, he gets pulled through space. And generic 80s narrator comes up and tells us basically just the duck's fucking name. Right? Because like he, he makes a whole bunch of grandiose statements. And this is his one word in all of this. It's Howard the Duck. And I was like, that's not one word, first of all. <laughs> Fuck with. But yeah. So now we know that the title of this is Howard the Duck. Great. Anyway, he's in downtown Cleveland now. He lands, crash lands in downtown Cleveland. Punks pick him up and carry him into a club and tell some nerd that he's his date. I'm already just so frustrated with this. I don't even know. Like, I'm not really, you know, explaining it with as much energy as what's happening. Because this, this is the most energy this movie gets. It's basically like this introductory <laughs> punk scene, right? Where he's, she's, he, he gets does, lands. He does yeah. his duck foo. He, oh, God damn it. <laughs> Shit. We'll get there. All right, so... The punks pick him up and carry him into the club because he's a nerd's date. The owner grabs Howard because he thinks he's a kid and fucking literally just pitches this thing that he thinks is a kid. Just dwarf shots him. Yeah. Fucking homeless person who then, of course, immediately starts beating on him. Uh, Howard gets, he escapes from the homeless person and then he sexually assaults a lady who's in the middle of making out with her boyfriend who then attempts to decapitate Howard. And then Howard falls out into the street and gets picked up on a motorcycle by some punk chicks who punch him in the face 
and he lands in a trash can and he decides that's enough for the, for now he's going to sleep in the trash can. This is going to be the first episode where I fucking smoke weed during the podcast because I can't get through it otherwise. I hate you like so much right now. Like just like I I could feel it coming off of me like waves. I may actually mutate in the middle of this episode and turn into like some kind of rage monster and come after you. You hear like a crash and like somebody said Mark Smash as I fly away. That's me coming after you for making me watch this movie. Too. That's what's happening right now. I've got a couple hours before you get here. Not if I'm jumping like the Hulk. I'll be there real quick. So there you go. We're just doing whatever we fucking can to avoid talking oh, about this. It's, it's so fucking bad. Either way, so Leah Thompson finishes her gig and she's walking home and two fucking punks decide that they're going to rape her, basically. Like, that's what's happening at this point. And I don't usually like just throwing the rape word around, but that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So Howard decides to be the honorable gentleman or gentle duck. Oh, shit. I just did it. Kill me. No. Kill You're me. infected. Fuck Tim. God damn it. Either way, so he's going to do duck foo to fight off these guys so that he can help Leah Thompson so that she doesn't get fucking sexually assaulted. And I'm not even sure if he really like fights them off so much as they're so freaked out by this tiny duck thing that they like and high that it freaks them out and they fuck off basically. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? Then the worst 80s song in the history of 80s songs starts to play. Oh, as, this whole soundtrack is absolute fucking garbage. Oh, it's terrible. As Howard and Beverly, like, they have a little moment, and Howard gets, like, explained where he is, and then Beverly's like, oh, great, so that was fun. I'm going to leave. Thank you for helping me not get fucking raped. And this horrible romantic, I think romantic? I don't know. The, the song's so bad it made me want to die is basically what I was getting <laughs> from it. But shitty ballad the shitty ballad comes up and it basically implies that she should hook up with him which is going to happen eventually and i'm or already take upset pity about on it. him or both i mean ultimately when she does almost fuck him it's it's a pity fuck. basically <laughs> basically both so she turns around and like guiltily asks him if she, she he he obviously needs a place to stay because he's just been like abducted interdimensionally or intergalactically like he comes from space i don't think it's interdimensional Right, because they always talk about remote regions of space. More, than I thought they, they were about. talking about like that they, yeah, they busted through like a dimensional barrier or something like that, and that's how they pulled. I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. There's no fucking science. I was going to say, were you paying that close enough attention to fucking remember this? Like, I was completely <laughs> blanked out by that point in the movie. Like, I was literally like a thousand milligrams into weed that night <laughs> and was barely functional and trying to watch this movie, and I still hated it. So, oh. Like, I stopped 10 minutes into the movie. Right around here, I stopped even higher than I already was <laughs> to keep watching. And that's when I messaged you that I hated you for the first time that night. <laughs> Either way, she feels pity for Howard, and she takes Howard back to her place. She seems to immediately forget that he is a duck and starts <laughs> to just complain about her life. He's immediately bitching about how her place is a dump, even though he's stuck in an inter- in, like he's just been dumped on Earth through an intergalactic portal, but he's immediately going to shit on his accommodations. And this and he's person has had the fucking kindness to let you into their, you, this like weird fucking duck person into Freak their own thing. Yeah. And you're like, like shitting on their apartment. Like, yeah. fuck off. And also like, she looks like Leah Thompson. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Duck, you know what I mean? This Jesus. Is, this is fucking back to the future era. Leah Thompson here, guys. I mean, she's, she holds it together till basically like forever. She's a good looking lady. Anyway, so she complains about her band manager. Like he gives a shit when he's been kidnapped from another planet. Great. She tells him a bunch of shit about her band and they have a drink, a passing truck shakes his chair and he has a fucking PTSD episode. That they never touch on again in the movie. <laughs> right. He tells her about his life and his 
believing that he had some kind of special destiny, which literally just made my skin crawl when he started to say it. Cause I was like, Oh God, I know what the rest of this movie is. And there's nothing special about it. So then he falls asleep and she fondles him basically touches his feathers and, <laughs> you know, goes through his wallet, you know? Yeah. Just, more fucking stupid duck puns. Oh, just so many duck puns. Duck, there's ducks on the fucking money. Ah, it's a funny joke. Ducks on the money. He's got a he's got a duck condom like the whole oh, god bit. the fucking duck condom, and not even like just fucking loose in there. Not yeah, even was, like in a wrapper or anything like that thing's disgusting. not that thing's useless. Not that not that I think he can fucking impregnate anybody on this earth anyways because like the whole microbiome, all the fucking STDs that are clearly like just running rampant on Howard's genitals are not at all compatible with human beings. So I think she's safe. So we can rest rest assured about that. You put a level of thought into this that I hadn't. And, uh, <laughs> it was, I had to think about something during so this fucking movie. Revolted right now that like, <laughs> oh, I don't even know how to continue. Anyway, so we cut to the next morning where she's told Howard that he, she has a friend that may be able to help them. So he's like, great, well, we'll do that in the morning. So we cut hard cut from her fondling him and fucking rummaging through his wallet to them in the back of a taxi and Howard <laughs> wrapped in a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> they poked holes in it, though. Poked holes in it. Like, it's so fucking bad. Like, it's so fucking bad. And Leah Thompson's just trying so hard. I feel so bad for her. She's she, like, she, she really does give it a fucking, like, noble effort, giving the... Takes like, the terrible movie seriously. The, the, the loose turd sandwich of a fucking script that she has to work with here. Oh, my God. Either way, so he's... Th- yeah, so they get to the taxi, and she takes him to, like... I guess it's her friend, but it, I guess it's also somebody who's fucking one of her bandmates, so, like, who knows yeah, how they really just, know each other. It's convenient that she just so happens to know a fucking ichthyologist. I mean, I know a scientist, so I would just take him to you, first of all. <laughs> also, I'd probably just... Pu- I'd be like, here, take it. Get the fuck yeah, exactly. away from me. Just dump him on my porch and fucking <laughs> drive away. <laughs> so you're oh, no! <laughs> I thought you'd find this interesting, science boy. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> He's your fucking issue now. I'm going back to St. Catharines. I'll gladly go back to St. Catharines at that point. <laughs> I just sell him to the circus. Oh, I mean, fuck yeah. Either way, so Tim, Robin, Tim Robbins walks in. Tim Robbins. <laughs> Tim fucking Robbins is in this movie. And he's so bad. Like, Tim Robbins is- from the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. And like Jacob's Ladder and shit like that. <laughs> Robbins, you know what I mean? Like, actor extraordinaire Tim Robbins is in this movie. And he's so bad in this. I'm amazed he has a career after this fucking movie. Because he is not anybody made anything <sighs> after this fucking So. She shows the fucking duck to Tim Robbins and he starts talking like Donald Duck at the fucking thing and like just making a complete fucking moron of himself. Doesn't act like a scientist at all. It's the worst fucking horse shit I've ever seen. And Howard like has the worst fucking like banter back at him kind of thing. It's just <sighs> the, the, the main problem. Fucking monkeys wrote this movie is what I'm saying. Well, the problem is also they have this glassy eyed, creepy fucking puppet of a oh, duck man that's like glassy eyed. The fucking dead eyes. I hate, I hate it so much. Oh my god, that puppet's horrifying. I feel so bad for the poor fucking little person that's in that goddamn suit the whole, this whole time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So he asks Howard about if he has superpowers because this is a comic book movie, right? So somebody was like, "Oh, we got to ask about superpowers because it's a comic book movie." And this is clearly, yeah, this is clearly like a world in which, yeah, in which like Superman exists, and so they're asking if he has like Superman powers. Vision, and, yeah, yeah. 
that's the other side of the street. You know, like, that's not the question you should be asking. Can you stick to walls? <laughs> is the question you should be asking appropriately inside the, well, they did the ask universe. If he has like telepathic powers. So there's a little bit of like X-Men in there. X-Men in there. Yeah, I guess either way. So he screams, he fucking takes off and like screams at his coworkers and like how they didn't just fire him or commit him right away. We also find out that he's basically a janitor or like an assistant or whatever. He's not actually a scientist. So that's fine. He fucking explains evolution to the audience in like even in 1986 i thought that shit was taught in school so like are we just repeating grade school to people now in a movie in the worst movie ever yeah well you don't live in the u.s <sighs> nobody should really sorry <laughs> either way practically inhabitable at this point <sighs> yeah uh, his boss yells at him tim robbins i'm talking about tim robbins boss yells at him and howard storms off some fucking lady shrieks at the highest pitch I've ever heard come through my Atmos. Oh, yeah, everybody's shitting their fucking pants as they yeah. see this fucking weird, like, little That's, duck person walk around. Some people don't. Some people are, like, completely oblivious to his existence and are completely fine that he's there. Other people freak the fuck out. Those people are high. The people that are cool with it. Like, this is just the acid. If I said it, if, yeah, I guess I'd just be like, hey, it's probably just the drugs that I saw that little <laughs> dude, right? All right, cool. It's a flashback from the fucking early 2000s. <laughs> Either way. So they get into a fight. Howard and Beverly get into a fight outside of the museum that he, she's taken him to. Howard tells Beverly off, and then some kids fondle him, and he fucks <laughs> at them, and they run away terrified. Like, whatever. So Beverly storms off after telling him he's a douche or whatever is going on. He scares he another guy. Is. Well, they're both idiots. Howard's a piece of shit. Like, Howard's an asshole, but like, she's a. She's this is the, the dumbest shit. Yeah. She's, yeah, dumb as a post, which is just ugh, either way. So, Will Smith's grandmother from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is introduced. <laughs> no, it's Medea. It's, it's, it's Tyler Perry in a fucking fat suit. Oh, is that who that is? No. That's Tyler Perry. No, that's literally, <laughs> that's fucking Will Smith's grandma from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that's, that that's, that's Uncle Phil's mom in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's why I was like, okay. I recognize that lady. Where do I recognize? I think she's a Blues Brothers, too, actually. I was going to say, like, it was just like generic, like, you know, big, big old black lady kind of thing. Therefore, Medea. <laughs> She's been on a lot of shit in like the in the mid eighties. That woman was in a bunch of stuff, and then she ended up as on Fresh Prince a couple times as uh, Uncle Phil's okay. mom or something like that. Yeah, so I recognized her immediately. But then I was like, I, I also recognize her from this. So <laughs> anyway, so he Howard has decided he needs to get a job, so he immediately goes to the employment office because this is how things work in nineteen eighty six in the, in America. I guess it's not how it fucking works now. He'd have to go buy himself a fucking laptop and get on Indeed or LinkedIn or whatever <laughs> to get a job. But I digress. He ends up with the worst possible. She, this woman, who's just awful. Sends him to the worst fucking job I've ever seen, ever, where he's basically cleaning up. And I don't... He's a jizz mopper. He is. But, like, what business rents out rooms with hot tubs in it for people to go and fuck in? I've never heard of this kind of place before. <laughs> it's like a bathhouse, but... You've never been to Cleveland, have you, Mark? I have not been to Cleveland, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Cleveland is well known as a pit of debauchery and <laughs> hot tub fucking. Either way, I was just, I've never been to a place like this before. And I've been to a lot of places, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I've never seen a place like this. So I was curious as to, like, what you thought about the hot tub fuck place. Uh, are you asking me as a scientist? Either. It is a fucking Petri dish of CDs. <laughs> All of it, sure. <laughs> just like in general and also as a scientist, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I would not set foot in that. <laughs> place because yeah you'd come like you i feel like you, they give you crabs as you walk in the door 
they think you have to have crabs to get the job, basically. <laughs> Either way, I'm not actually sure what this place is for. People are fucking in hot tubs. His boss is, of course, an enormous piece of shit. We didn't even get to see titties. Like we, I, this is where we're like, okay, are they at least going to show us human tits now? And they no. don't. No, no, only boobs. duck tits. Only, duck, only tits. duck tits. They have Leah Thompson in underwear later, and it's still like, this wow. And we we really do see a lot of her. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about that as we get there. <laughs> So his boss is a fucking asshole who, like, when Howard goes on break, like, physically assaults him. Everybody just, like, physically assaults Howard. Like, pick him up and throw him and, like, beat him and shit like that. They're going to chop his fucking head off later in the movie. It's nuts. So either way, he picks up Howard because he needs him to, like, clean a jet of one of the hot tubs out. Goes into the room where two people are just fucking going at it. (laughs) Throws him into the hot tub where the two people who are going at it don't even notice what's happening. Howard gets out finds his boss, dumps him in mud, and quits. And I was just like... Somewhere in there mir- miraculously dries off for the first time in the movie. His boss or, like, Howard? No, Howard. Like, he's in the fucking hot tub, and then he gets yeah. out, he's, like, fucking bone dry, which happens again later. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, it's, like, the worst editing job ever. Yeah, no Didn't even bother with a fucking lick of continuity at this movie yeah. whatsoever. Well, I mean, like, he's a duck, so didn't it run right off of him? But I'm ching. See, that's my second terrible fucking duck show tonight. Oh my goddamn roll. I need you to put a bullet in the back of my head, Tim. <laughs> friends don't let friends make puns yes. like that. Execution you know what I mean? Style. Yeah, just double tap. You know, make sure it's done. <laughs> I want two in the back. All right. Either that's, way. That's what she said. Phrasing. <sighs> I can't even. I can't even. I, I'm in the middle of this. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what jokes are anymore. I don't have to do with this anymore. I don't even know what jokes are anymore, Tim, after this movie. So, I don't know. I broke Mark, guys, is what's happened. So he, Howard... <laughs> start doing an Abed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Right, sir? I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> anyway. All right. So, Howard... Jesus Christ. He fucks off. He quits his job. He walks outside. Everywhere he goes, he's getting gawked at or made fun of. Everywhere. Just everywhere. He sees the... He's standing outside the typical 80s electronic store where 500 TVs are all playing news about <laughs> duck hunting. Of course. So he's horrified by these people talking about shooting fucking ducks, which honestly, if somebody just shot the fucking duck in, like right now, it would save us a lot of pain. But like, there's still three pages of these notes, guys. It's horrifying. He ends up back where he landed initially. And here's the dulcet tones of Leah Thompson. I don't actually think it's Leah Thompson singing this song. It's her lip syncing to this song. But either way, singing at the club that she was singing at earlier. And But it's like a sappy band ballad. Cherry Bomb. With her band that is, yeah, called Cherry Bomb. I mean, Bomb, I understand. The Cherry, I'm a little lost on. Either way, he goes in to watch her play and longingly watches her from afar for a minute. Nobody says, this is the weird part where, like, he's in the same club where he got accosted the first night. This time he walks in, nobody says fucking anything to him. Right? And then he gets in a fucking bar fight. And then, yes. <laughs> he goes to the bar, finds out that, that he meets the girl's manager that we were talking about earlier, who's a giant scumbag and won't pay them. <sighs> Something happens. There's a bar fight, right? Yeah. yeah, he does the thing where he, like, sticks the dude's yes. earring down onto the bar with the ice pick. And- the dude who stole the Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off slides Howard down the bar, and Howard gets up like it's Blade 2. 
and he did, like goes on a fucking rampage, basically. More, more duck food, basically. Is yeah, so he beats the shit out of all of them somehow, and then stabs the guy through the earring so he can't get up and threatens to, like, fucking... I would have threatened to gouge... Space rabies! That's where the stupid fucking space oh, rabies yeah. is. <sighs> God damn it. So he tells everybody in the goddamn bar that he's got space rabies, and he wants the girls out of their contract, and he wants their money... And this guy's a fucking idiot who doesn't realize he could powerbomb this guy into oblivion in like <laughs> half a second because he's three feet tall and basically avians have very hollow bones so they can fly. So like if you punched Howard in the side of the head, you would cave his fucking skull in like it was an egg. Listeners, you are hearing like all of the scientific knowledge that Mark possesses this evening. Because I want this movie to die. <laughs> I'm gonna... The only scientific knowledge I have is how do I put somebody down as quickly as possible. <laughs> I'm putting it all into practice right now. <laughs> this episode's going to get us fucking put in Facebook jail. Finally. <laughs> Finally. Either way, so yeah, he beats up a bunch of people, including the dude who stole the Ferrari in Paris Bueller's Day Off, which I just thought was fucking hilarious. That guy, what a career that guy's had, you know? Fucking got, stole a car and beat the, got the shit kicked out of him by a crappy puppet duck. <sighs> So he goes backstage now that he's got the money and he meets the band. The band freaks out when they see him. Although, I guess she's been telling everybody about Howard the Duck. Like, no secrecy whatsoever. She's just like, fuck this. I'm in a duck man and I'm going to tell the world about it. Except she doesn't do the one thing you think you would do and call like a police st- or a, a TV station and get on TV and get fucking paid for all this shit. Like, you have a freaky duck person. Let's get on Letterman and get some goddamn money. Nope. Everybody in this fucking movie is dumb. Just dumb as posts. Either way, so he apologized. Howard apologizes to Beverly, and then Tim Robbins shows the fuck back up and starts doing the Tim Robbins stuff again. He's barely even speaking English half the time. He's making duck noises and shit. Like who wrote the script? <laughs> Howard tells the girls about the management situation and they got paid and all this kind of stuff. And Tim Robbins plucks uh, a feather out of Howard's pelt or whatever head or what have you, and he takes off. And Howard makes a big fuss like his feathers haven't just been falling out everywhere in this fucking okay. movie the entire time. Like we've watched feathers float around like crazy, but that one that he got plucked out, that hurt. That, that one really hurt. Yeah. That one wasn't ready to come out yet. Nope. So we go back to Beverly. The character's name is Beverly. We go back to Beverly's place. Well, so while she's showering, Howard finds her keyboards and starts fiddling around with that. Leah Thompson just wanders around in her goddamn underwear. I don't know what the fuck happens in the scene for a couple minutes. Was it, was it like there was no blood flow to your brain? It's like, well, I mean, there, was, there was basically no blood flow to my brain the entire time I was watching this shit. But like, yeah, definitely got, there was definitely more competition for the blood flow as she wandered around in that underwear outfit she was wearing. Ooh, a little Yeek. skimpy pink satin number. I'm back. I'm fine. So they get into bed together. <laughs> and this is where shit gets fucking weird. So a sex pervert. I wrote a sex pervert in Tim Robbins barge in at this point, but actually no, a sex pervert wrote a scene where Leah Thompson and Howard almost fuck. That's what <laughs> I should have written there. There's a whole scene where they like basically do everything except for full on bone. They kiss. And then as they kiss for the first time, three, three people, one sex pervert, a Tim Robbins and a random dude walk in <laughs> and interrupt yeah. them in a great value. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Basically it's like, yeah, it is totally budget. Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> They tried to get him too, and he was like, "Listen, I was just in Ghostbusters. I'm not doing this piece of fucking." Every shit. time I saw that, I would see that dude like out of the corner of my eye, being like, "Holy fucking shit, it's Ray!" Yeah, <laughs> no, that would make this movie five times better if Dan Aykroyd was in it because he would believe this shit as much as Leah Thompson does, right? Like he would sell it. it. Yeah. yeah, 
for for what there is to be fucking sold. I mean, there's not much to be sold either. So, <laughs> also, he probably read the script and like knowing he's one of the men who wrote Ghostbusters, was probably like, uh, yeah, no, this is not gonna work, <laughs> yeah, boys. This is not I'm, a script. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Like, could you imagine him and Harold Ramis sitting around reading this fucking script and just being like, <laughs> "No, are you out of your fucking Fuck mind?" Off. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Uh, so yeah, so they get interrupted just as they're about to fucking bone down. And I am so... I, I have never been so fucking happy to see a pedophile yeah. goddamn way. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I can't believe and, I just said that. <laughs> I, personally, I, I feel like those pajamas, I that's the like the most believable part of this movie is that they would turn a duck into a human lover. I mean, I mean, Leah, fuck yeah, Leah, Leah Thompson. Thompson in that little like cut off number that you can clearly see her fucking nipples from. But yes, I'm very glad that the fucking bestiality scene was interrupted by a fucking pedophile. Like this is like the weirdest sentence I've ever had to say on this podcast <laughs> by a, a kitty sex pervert. <laughs> this is why the Red Letter Media guys have never done this movie. I was trying to figure out why they would never watch this movie. <laughs> And it's probably because they're getting like you they'll get banned from fucking YouTube for doing it. I don't even know how we're gonna stay on iTunes after this fucking thing. Nobody oh listens God. to this. That's true. That that's the one advantage we that's have. Our, that's our saving media. grace. Yeah, nobody fucking cares. The red letter media guys have a following at least. Yikes. <laughs> anyway, so thank God for Tim Robbins and a sex pervert for walking in on every species like a bestiality scene was about to happen. Either way, sex pervert explains something about a telescope. I'm real lost at this point because, like, I thought Leah Thompson was going to fuck a fucking animatronic duck. So I was having a moment while he was explaining what the plot of this movie was attempting to do. Howard and Beverly have a sad little heart to heart because the scientists believe that they can reverse the polarity on their thing and send Howard back to Duckburg or. No, that's Disney. We're going to get sued. Duck World. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Duck <laughs> They already got sued by, they got sued by Disney for making Howard the Duck. Marvel did originally in the comics because he looked too much like it's Donald. Like, it, yeah, it really does. It did, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And they had to put pants on him because of that. But either way, and that's like, we could read a, a Howard the Duck comic and it's actually, some of them are pretty good. Is this anything like Howard the Duck in the comics? Okay. Like, the character names are the same, and, like, he is kind of a douchebag in in the whatever, but, like, the difference between Howard the Duck in the comics and Howard the Duck in this movie is that there's comedy in the comics. (laughs) Where there are only attempts at comedy in this movie. You call these attempts? You're being way more generous than I was going to (laughs) be. This is the weirdest script also, because, like, right here, they're just like, we're going to send you back, and it's completely fine. Him and Beverly have a little emotional moment where she's like, I think I want you to stay. And he's like, I got to go back. How, should, how did she fall in love with a duck in 38 seconds? Yeah. Who wrote this? Anyway. Maybe she heard that whole thing about like how they got corkscrew wieners. She's kind of freaky. But here's know. some science for you, folks. Ducks have corkscrew dicks. That's true. I was going to make that joke later, but <laughs> you beat me to it. But the condom I, did not appear to be corkscrewed. So this fucking movie's not even anatomically correct. Let's talk about this for a couple minutes as opposed to people talking about this movie. Why do you know that? What? <laughs> it's fine. I don't want to talk about that for sure. I just want to ask why you knew that. There's this website called Bad Dragon, Mark. Oh, Lord. That's... <laughs> it's like fucking r slash cars fuck, or uh, dragons fucking cars. Just, oh, no. Things are going weird now. Mark's referencing awful subreddits. Don't do that. Either way. Yeah, so they get into a fucking truck, and they're like, hey, we're just going to send you back through this wormhole thing. No fuss, no muss. 
I was like, all right, cool. This movie, if this had worked out, this movie would be 45 minutes. And I'd have been like, this was weird, but like, great. Really? Until- thought, this feels like it was like an hour in the hour into the fucking movie for me. Cause the fucking plot doesn't start till an hour into the goddamn movie. How can you even tell time while you're watching this movie anymore? It's an hour and 15 minutes. It feels like it's longer than the entirety of the MCU. That's true. Like, I felt like I watched all 38 Marvel movies while after I watched this. Like, yeah. I've been sitting there watching movies for four fucking days. Anyway, so they get to the lab, and of course the lab's fucked up, because they, instead of just waiting until Howard got there and sending him back, they've been fucking with it. So everybody's freaking out. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. There's four people in a matte painting are freaking out, as well as character actor David Pamer, who is in, like, every movie. Just the, the scientist who explains to them what happened in there, which is basically... They exceeded their grasp. Some guy comes out with his eyes burned and shit. It's the most like Agni B movie shit I've ever seen. It's like, oh my eyes, we shouldn't have messed with science in this way. It's like, yeah, yep. Uh, That line's in this movie, so good. Uh, (laughs) Just hitting those tropes as hard as possible. Yeah. So yeah, we 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 watch a matte painting spark, and uh, David Pamer explains what happened. The cops show up and harass and arrest Howard. We are at the point now where we actually have to strip search the fucking duck. So we're going to do that for a scene. They strip search him. And as they're leaving with Howard, Bev stops them. They get into a tussle with the cops and Beverly steals a cop's gun. Yeah. Almost commits murder. Almost shoots him. And then they escape. Immediately, they hear the cops talking about them having escaped and issuing a shoot to kill order for both of them. I was like, what fucking world is this? Either way. Again, Mark, it's America. It's- I mean, they're they're white, though. That's the problem. That's that's what makes this unbelievable. I think that's what the problem is. I'm like, she's a white lady. She'd be fine. Well, he's a white duck. Yeah, but he's also a duck. That's just weird. <laughs> Americans don't do weird very well, I think. <laughs> yeah, fair. Either way. <sighs> so they escape. And this is when they run into sex pervert. Sex pervert explains to them what happened in the explosion where he felt like something came into inside of him and he starts acting weird like i don't know he may be possessed by an intergalactic demon lord or something like that but we'll get to that you know down the road a little bit again it's like three quarters of the movie and we like just met the fucking antagonist yeah yep cool 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 (laughs) so they take off with sex pervert basically they get into a car chase where the doc drives erratically as the alien inside him starts to take over. They make a sex change joke. There's just a nice little transphobia in there, yeah, which is yeah. great. So I just want to point that out. I mean, at least that's true to character. I feel like Howard would definitely be a transphobe. Oh, he's definitely a homophobe, too. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Either way, so they slide into a parking lot at a diner. Sex pervert has now completely become alien thing. So sex pervert alien thing. Now it's time for Ghostbusters effects. And now it's definitely... I mean, the ILM effects, sure, you know, they look pretty cool. It's a small redeeming grace. Well, the, the worst part is it's like, oh, yeah, we got ILM to do the special effects, and we just had them rip off Ghostbusters. Like, they didn't do anything yeah. original. It's all just <laughs> Ghostbusters effects. It's particle streams. It's all just proton packs. Some of them are, like, cleaned up from Ghostbusters, because this was made a couple years later, but, like, it's still but it's, very it's much... Awesome as opposed to, like, the it was a secondary house that did Ghostbusters. It wasn't ILM. They were busy at mm-hmm. the time. So there was, like, uh, somebody else. You, you could, like, cast-offs from ILM or something. It actually was. You can go listen to our Ghostbusters episode. I think we talk about the, the effects crew who worked on Ghostbusters. But they, they were, yeah, basically, like, ILM, like, senior ILM guys who created their own company to go work with Dan Aykroyd and, mm-hmm. like, Ivan Reitman kind of thing. But either way, the ILM guys proper, like, proper ILM, because George Lucas fucking produced this piece of shit. <laughs> 
get involved and like do yeah do absolutely beautifully cleaned up versions optical like hand-drawn versions mm-hmm. of ghostbuster stuff ilm clean you know look good in 4k the effects are like the nicest part about right 4K. pretty colors and shit and everything looks great it's the best part of this movie aside from leah thompson's ass and underwear so it's a real slippery slope we're on here so sex pervert is the dark lord of the universe or a dark lord of the universe he explains where he's from and what he's really shaped like, which we get to find out later is also basically just a, you know, a crab or a lobster. Howard freaks out at the eggs when they're put down. They're at a diner and they order breakfast and the woman puts eggs down and he f- fucking just loses his goddamn shit. And like, like, what do they do with all the eggs that they like the unfertilized eggs that they don't, you know, that they just lay in fucking duck world. You throw them in the garbage? I would imagine they don't eat them, though. That's kind of weird also. So, like, I don't know. My Damn. fucking turtle, when it, like, lays unfertilized eggs, eats its own fucking eggs. Don't tell me animals won't eat their own fucking eggs. You're the scientist, dude. I just fucking draw comics, you know what <laughs> I mean? So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm an illustrator, not a scientist. I did not know we were going to get this deep into the science. Of you watch this fucking movie, Tim. You, I have questions, and now you have to answer them, because you made me watch this piece of shit again. Fair this is all on you, dude. <laughs> this is the best episode of all time. Uh, he zaps. So Howard freaks out at the eggs as sex pervert starts testing his psychic powers. Uh, he zaps Howard when he tries to take the code key. He's got the code key for the telescope that activates the wormhole thing. Don't try and make sense of it. it makes sense. I'm, just, I'm trying to explain what's going on so that people can almost maybe understand what I'm fucking talking about as I swear through this horse shit. So he zaps Howard, and then he tries, when he tries to take the stupid code key, some rednecks harass them and steal the key. Howard gets into, like, his third fucking fist fight in this movie, which, why they keep making this goddamn puppet or whatever, little person in a suit or whatever it is, get into fucking well, fight scenes. Why does this have to be an action movie? And then these idiots run at him as he pie faces them repeatedly. Like, this is his fight move, is fucking pieing guys in the face. I don't know who wrote this shit, but, like... It's the worst fucking finishing move ever. So, like, yeah, very stunned waitress thinks he's in a suit. Everybody thinks he's in a suit. She's fucking cute, too. That waitress? Yeah, for sure. Remind me of Barb from first season of Stranger Things. Sure. Yeah, it's the glasses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either way, she was so stunned. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So, Howard gets into the fight. They threaten to chop him up. Bev says that he's her boyfriend, which, like, immediately stops everybody as they look back in disgust, including the (laughs) audience in the theater who are watching this fucking movie. She's like, what? Oh, who made her say that? I want to (laughs) die. Great. Yeah, I don't want to be the person that has to clean up all of the, like, runny vomit out of the theater floor after i'm glad i didn't work i wasn't working at a theater when this fucking came out because i would have been like just like horrified so now they picked him up and they're just like you know what so they ignore basically that she says he's her boyfriend and just like now they're gonna cook him they're like fucking he's a duck so may as well just eat him so sex pervert gets up and starts glowing and he fucking throws in a doken at one of the guys So he fucking throws a fireball. He starts blowing shit up and like starts do all oh, the cool. He's basically glowing stuff. the rest of the movie from here on, pretty much. Yeah, he's got like the glow from uh, Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's good. Or like, I mean, he basically has like the Force Ghost glow, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. He's got the red outline and stuff. So yeah. I, I went back to Barry Gordon's The Last Dragon, which is a good bad movie that we should watch on the podcast. Maybe we'll watch the it. Last there you no. go. Oh man, that movie's it's not good, but it's fun. Either way. The complete opposite of, or actually not the complete opposite of this, but at least it's entertaining, which this is not. 
So yeah, so Sex Pervert is blowing up the fucking diner. Howard snags the key from the rednecks who had initially attacked him, but like Sex Pervert's swinging a knife around the room with his fucking psychic brain or whatever, and he eventually like they make it sound like he almost chopped Howard in the dick, but like when you look at the shot, he's clearly like eight inches away from Howard's crotch. So like why Howard does the soprano thing, I do not understand. Yeah. So like doesn't even make sense visually. But either way. At this point you're surprised things are not making sense. No, I mean, like, we're past that, obviously. <laughs> I'm just, now I'm just commenting on it, you know, to comment on it. <laughs> so he stops Bev and Howard from leaving because Howard has the key. He floats Howard up into the roof and bonks his head on the shit and spins him around. I, actually, that scene was pretty fucking funny. I laughed at that shit because I hate that fucking duck and I'm glad that this evil <laughs> thing was torturing him. Wanted to get him fucking hurt. Yeah, so like, I was kind of enjoying that shit. And then, like, Sex Pervert does the smartest thing he does in this entire movie. He leaves Howard and takes Beverly and fucks off. Was, yeah, basically makes sense to me. He kidnaps Beverly because he thinks he's going to put more demon things inside of her. Oh, and that's the that's the fucking thirty minute air chase. And then I don't want to I don't want to discuss what happens next. <laughs> also, because uh, Sex Pest steals an eighteen wheeler and almost runs Howard over in it. As they're driving, we get some tentacle porn shit. Yeah. <sighs> Creepy fucking stop motion tentacle porn. Yeah, so there you go, Christy. Like that one's for you. Yeah, Christy, this one's for you. She would have loved this movie. I bet she'd have been like, "Why are you guys talking about this movie? It's fantastic, <laughs> this is amazing. This is better than Star Trek Nemesis." Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> actually, no, I take Star Trek Nemesis over this. You know, like almost any day of the week. At least you get Picard. At least I get that Sovereign Class Enterprise. That's a beauty ship. You know what I mean? I mean, she gets mm-hmm. fucked up real bad in that movie, but still, she's a beautiful ship. <laughs> so they're driving. And the tentacle porn thing happens, and like I just I feel so bad for Leah Thompson <laughs> as this creepy fucking sex pervert is like has his tongue appendage coming towards her. I just yeah. If I wanted to like have a time machine and go like rescue somebody from a, a situation, <laughs> I feel like Leah Thompson in the cab of that truck probably wanted somebody to come. Not kill her. Hitler. Nope. Fuck that. <laughs> we got too much technology for Hitler Thompson. out of World War II, but I want to save Leah Thompson. Back at the diner. Somehow, fucking Tim Robbins is there now. Like, I guess he got picked up at the lab and brought over to the diner. Or was he at the diner? I don't know what the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, he just fucking—he just fucking shows up. It doesn't matter. Heck. He yells at the cops about being fascist, which is shockingly prescient for American police. But either way, <laughs> Tim Robbins escapes out of the window of a cruiser that was unlocked as Howard opens the door for him, but he's already crawling up the window like a fucking idiot. They find a plane. Well, not even a plane, like a glider, ultralight thing. aircraft kind of thing. Yeah, whatever. The fucking, like, Wright Brothers flyer, pretty much. Basically, which they find, fix, and learn how to fly all in the space of about 15 goddamn seconds as the police are trying to find them. This is the next 25 minutes of the movie. And... (sighs) (laughs) So... This is the same length as, like, the entire fucking Death Star fight in (laughs) A New Hope. Oh, I know. Do you notice how this movie's basically paced exactly the same way, just shittily? Like, there's things that happen at key points uh, at no, exactly the same like, time. Yeah. No. Yeah, but this movie this movie has like 23 acts and like Star Wars has, you know, 3. Well, 5, but yeah. <laughs> They're on the Death Star for a long time, but that's mm. neither here nor there. We've never actually reviewed those movies properly, have we? Someday. One day. Yeah. I don't know when fuck I don't, like, don't want to do them all. Let's do the original trilogy and just ignore the rest of them so that the podcast can we'll keep do going. A series. I'm going to make you do like a every other week series. It's going to be like, that's the end of the podcast. Like, those are the last <laughs> episodes we do because by the end, our friendship will be over. After I rant about the fucking prequels for three episodes, you will never speak to me again. 
Like that's where I fall off. I don't. Wars. I don't love the prequels. Okay, well, I don't like. I don't hold them dear or anything. I actively fucking hate the prequels, <laughs> and it'll be a. It'll be an interesting time. Either way, anyways. So like, sex pervert and Leah Thompson kill a bunch of cops. Uh, at one point, <laughs> they get stopped at a blockade. I think it's supposed to. So be it's fucking they- Howard and Tim Robbins. Yeah, but like they're flying around. I don't want to talk about their horse shit because that's just dumb. At least like there's like eighteen fucking cop cars chasing them, and they oh, definitely man. like kill at least like six cops in that chase. Yeah, they kill a bunch of cops. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, what do you want? This movie's just abysmal. <laughs> so, sex pervert and Beverly again. They go to a nuclear power plant where he charges up. We see her in like the most amateur hour bondage I've ever seen anybody tie up a girl in. It's just embarrassing. Like, there's better shit on, like, free porn sites at this point. Like, at least learn how to tie the fucking knots properly. And also... No, you listeners learn. are learning a lot about us this episode. <sighs> I'm so high right now, too, just to do this. Like, I don't even know. So he's now all juiced up, and now they're going back to the lab so that he can reactivate the thing. This entire fucking time this is going on, we're talking like a half an hour of this movie, Tim Robbins and Howard are having a fucking plane car chase where like Tim Robbins is falling off the thing and into the water, like a putsy asshole. And like basically looks like it should be in like fucking black and white with like Harold Lloyd or some shit. Honestly, it, it's the blues brothers car chase. Just absolutely shitty. Just it's the darkest timeline version. It's the worst possible version of the blue <laughs> buzzer car chase at the end, <laughs> which apparently is why Jonathan Landis didn't want to direct this movie. He's like, well, I already did a fucking car chase like that. I don't want to do another cop car chase. He was up to direct this. I, apparently he read the whole script and that was his problem with it. It was that there was two car chases that he'd already done a car chase. It wasn't the rest of the fucking <laughs> wasn't. Jesus, Jonathan Landis. No wonder oh. you bred a fucking piece of shit like Max Landis. I mean, he was a piece of shit. He killed those people on that set. Fuck that. You know what I mean? That was irresponsible. So there's that too. Come at me, allegedly, you know. But either way, so Beverly, like he does such a terrible job of tying her up. Like who? poorly ties up leah thompson so she can get away if you're gonna do that (laughs) idiot but she unties herself just in time for him to pop back in glowing red and feeling great howard and tim robbins are doing flying hijinks it's just abysmal horse shit they're landing on fucking trucks they're all over the water howard's talking about how he can't swim even though he's a duck just makes me want to fucking punch myself in the face until i'm unconscious apparently they actually like like tim robbins legit had to learn how to fly that fucking thing because it's actually him yeah some of those shots yep like what fucking insurance company said like yeah that's fine no that come on that was shot without a permit (laughs) i've seen movies you can tell when a movie shot without a permit they shot that without a permit this had like a 40 million dollar budget george lucas does what he wants man you don't tell kermit (laughs) what to do Come on, man. You know that. Or I don't even know what the fuck's happening anymore. I lost my spot. I don't know. Howard and... Oh, okay. So, like, Robbins are still on the fucking stupid plane. And... Yeah, yeah, sex pervert hits a police block cable. There's a bunch of cop cars and people. Like, kills some people. Whatever. Something goes wrong with the glider while the cops are still chasing. Bev and sex pervert get back to the lab. Howard and Tim Robbins crash into the lab. They get in there, and sex pervert has Bev strapped to a table again under the microscope, and he just does it poorly. Tim Robbins tells Howard about an idea he has. They go steal a phaser or something and strap it to a go-kart. Neutron disintegrator, I think. Yeah, whatever. It's basically a proton pack thing. It's a a neutrona wand that they attach to a go-kart, so great. Neutrino? Neutrona. You have to look it up. It's a neutrona wand. I have one that says on the box, neutrona wand. Anyway, so in uh, Sex Pervert uh, inserts the code key into a thing with neon lights, which I thought was very interesting UI. The UI on a lot of the computer stuff here was pretty 
abysmal. But either way, 1986, <laughs> so can't really get into it. That's what you fucking took offense with? I mean, there's a, I'm taking offense with everything. Are you not, I'm, I'm just listing the shit that I take offense with. If I, if I mention it in this rundown, I've taken offense to it, and I'm bringing it up because I'm offended by it. So Leah so Thompson and her buddy. Uh, I mean, I'm objectifying Leah Thompson in that particular instance, but yes, I will do that because this movie's <laughs> so bad that I can't really do anything else except for just say, yeah, the best thing about this is Leah Thompson is a beautiful, beautiful woman, yeah. and I like looking at her better than anything else that's in this movie. Fair. Is that fair? That's fair, right? I mean, yeah, I'm a pervert, but what the fuck are you going to do? Like, this movie's, this movie makes me look normal. So, like, what the fuck? This goes on forever, regardless, right? So, like, uh, Sex Pervert inserts a code key into a thing and starts the sequence as Howard and Tim Robbins attack in the go-kart. This shit goes on forever with just basically like a Superman 2 breath gag. It's, it's just as long as the bad Superman 2 breath gag where Howard's yeah. getting blown away by sex pests in like evil sex, whatever, you know, Jeffrey Jones or whatever his fucking name is. I don't even care. Yeah. They eventually end up having, uh, he finally lines up a shot and they get up into a beam duel thing. So it's basically like a Harry Potter wand duel, except it's sciency and it sucks worse. Actually, <laughs> it's tough, bro. I'll give Harry Potter this. They do it better than, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't often give Harry Potter props for fucking anything except for being a shitty X-Men ripoff, but I'll give him props for doing this beam spam crap better than our duck did. <laughs> so there you go. Damning my fate praise. Though it may be, yeah, there it is. Chick. So the explosion knocks the evil thing out of sex pervert. We get just like Ray Harryhausen stuff, like just stop motion, ugly lobster scorpion thing comes out from underneath the grating. Well, I mean, it's like leftover pieces from the fucking uh, Sarlacc and the Rancor, right? Pretty yeah. much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. like, so it's it's kitted together from bits from Star Wars monsters, obviously. Like, it's clearly that, right? Yeah. So it emerges from under some grates and shoots at the humans before tentacles grab Howard, because all tentacles, these movies, like, George Lucas must just have an anime fetish where he's really into tentacle porn. That, that's I'm explaining most of this away with that got in the Japanese animation real young or something like that. Actually, that would explain a lot because he did steal a lot of that stuff for his Star Wars movies. Either way. That, that would explain the, the heads on the Toilix. Was it the Star yeah, Wars aliens? Aliens? No, no, yeah, I know the, what they the are. The tentacle heads? I went to high school with Eric, remember. So <laughs> I know a lot of shit about Star Contact Wars. Contact Star Wars info? I, have a, I know a lot of shit about Star Wars. between From between you and him now, I know a lot about Star Wars that I never would have wanted to know. You know, after having watched the prequels, basically. So there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> oh, Lord, what's going on? Yeah, so Sex Pest tosses Howard a saw because he's not possessed anymore by the demon thing. Howard is stuck by, like, a tentacle. and He uses the saw to cut the tentacle. He gets the go-kart going again and makes a run at the demon. He vaporizes the original demon that was in Sex Pervert, which gets Beverly Thompson, Beverly and... Beverly Thompson. Beverly, Beverly Thompson. Thompson. <laughs> Beverly and Tim Robbins free. I don't know who any of these characters are anymore at this point. I should say Leah Thompson and Tim Robbins freed from the aliens freeze ray thing. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Either way, Howard shoots the telescope, even though Leah Thompson tells him he won't be able to get home if he does, and stops the other demons who are coming down the pipe. Those things look like shit as they're trying to move fast. Like they just look terrible. Well, it's the same fucking compositing on three different, like in animation and like just copied three times. And it's yeah. so fucking obvious that it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. They're just slightly staggered. So they look like there are different parts in the walk cycle. It's pretty bad. This movie is essentially a shitty version of how the duck stops doom from happening. Cause like, I think that if the demons came down, we would, this is the prequel to doom, like the game doom <laughs> where like demons come down and like doom slayer has to be awakened. And like, you get to go fucking just murder a bunch of demons. This is the prequel to that, and Howard fucked it up. 
So now I'm even more angry at this movie because it's a prequel to Doom and we didn't get there because they let Howard <laughs> stop Doom from happening. So ugh. either way, Bev and Tim Robbins dig Howard out of the rubble of this explosion after he shot the telescope. And he makes the horrible joke where he pretends that he's possessed by one of the demon things. And Leah Thompson, I swear to God, even to, at this point in the movie, is still like goes through a range of emotions and actually doing acts whatever she can. Just doing everything that she can to sell this hot, hot steaming pile of shit <laughs> to you. And she still doesn't. He starts to cough. It's all a joke. Ha ha ha. Howard and Bev hug it out. We hard cut. We get no denouement about like what happens to Sex Pest or like the lab or Tim Robbins or anything like that. Or I think it's Tim Robbins is working for them there. So there's that. We just hard cut to like Cherry Bomb is now a fucking world famous like fucking rock act. Because Howard's their manager. Because Howard's their manager now because he stayed on Earth. And Howard goes out and does a guitar, a terrible guitar solo. And Tim Robbins works for them. And- Who tuned that guitar? It sounded abysmal. And I like listen to prog metal. You know what I mean? I hear some. The least of the fucking problems. I mean, it's just these little things that, like, on top of it's the the little nuggets of corn on top of the shit that you're just like, oh, look at that one. Why is he doing a terrible guitar solo in the middle of this pile of shit? That's basically what it is. Peanuts, if you will. Basically. So Howard does a guitar solo, and this just it goes on for fucking ever. But blessedly somehow we get back to reality and the movie ends. (laughs) So Mark, do you have anything good to say about this movie? I love Leah Thompson. That's it. I, Leah Thompson's legs give the most impactful performance in this whole movie. The only good thing about this movie is how hot Leah Thompson is. Like, I don't yeah. know what else to say about it. It's so, it's soulless. It's not funny. It goes on way too long. Yeah. It's like an hour and 50 minute long movie that feels like it's like six fucking hours. It just it really does. It, it feels like, like legit. There's at least like seven or eight fucking different acts to this movie <sighs> that should be like a hour and 20 minute, like three act in and out. If that's, if it ever needed to exist at all, which it did. This movie should never have been made. This was yeah, a I, giant, it's exactly it. enormous fucking mess of a movie. <laughs> Like that's basically my final thought. I don't understand how this even like it's so bad. You know how much fucking coke was being done when they approved like a forty million dollar budget in nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six dollars. This movie cost more than like fucking Alien. So this movie cost. I I looked it up. There's two other big sci fi movies that came out this year, and both of those movies combined, and it's like Aliens and something else that's really good. And both of those movies combined cost less than Howard the Duck. And I would like to point out that the special effects in Aliens, like James Cameron's Aliens, to this day are still fucking top-notch. And I would absolutely accept those in a modern movie. Like, they still hold up like crazy. The special effects in this movie sucked in 1986. Yeah. This shit wouldn't have been acceptable in 1976. In 66, this would have been like, (laughs) what the fuck? That's my biggest fucking problem with it. 1966, everybody who was involved with it would have gotten shot in 1966 America. We can talk about how fucking terrible the plot is, but the most offensive part of this movie for me is just think what kind of amazing movie could have been made with all of the resources, the money, the fucking talented ass people that they had working on this movie instead of making this piece of shit. 
I it, from the very top down, you have a you have a pretty good cast, sex pervert notwithstanding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Leah Thompson's talented. Tim Robbins would go on to show himself to be one of the finest actors of his generation somehow. Even the this. dude that ended up was in the fucking suit, the Howard the Duck suit, Ed Gale. He was in Spaceballs. He was in Child's Play as the Chucky doll. He was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? He played half of Station in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Station. At least that dude had an upward fucking trajectory after this. I feel bad. Like I feel like this movie is what killed Leah Thompson's career, like dead after that. Oh, for sure. The future movie. You know what I mean? For sure. Because like she didn't. She went to TV. Didn't come back until like the nineties. Yeah, when she did fucking Carolina City. City. Yeah, Yeah. which I watched every episode of. She wore lots of short skirts in that show. (laughs) Coincidence? Mostly. Actually, no. It's funny because she was like she's like a comic book illustrator or something like that in that show. Comic comic strip illustrator. Comic strip. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, she's a comic strip illustrator. She's really into comic. Apparently, though, that's the funny part. Apparently, she like read the comic book. Like, she was a Marvel comics fan going into this, and now she's trying to bring this fucking movie back. Like, apparently, she legit did a pitch to Marvel for a reboot of fucking Howard the Duck. I thought she was working with Chip Zdarsky on a comic. Oh shit! Yeah, Chip Zdarsky was currently doing like the absolute best fucking Daredevil run I've read in like ten years. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Kurt Busiek just did one not so long ago. It was really good. But either way, yeah, she was trying to do a comic with him. Yeah, she said Chip Chip and her worked together and came up with a fucking pitch for it. Jesus Christ. Could you imagine? Just like, just the horrifying. In the MCU? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I just had a Joker laugh. That's how fucking blacked up that I am. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Like. <laughs> oh, God. I, I mean, the way I envision a fucking Howard the Duck movie these days is like it's five minutes of Howard the Duck and then it's Deadpool comes in and it's actually Deadpool 3. Like yes. they market the whole fucking movie as Howard the Duck and then and then it just word of mouth is like, oh no, it's actually Deadpool 3. Yeah, absolutely. Why would you not? I would do that. You get Seth Green also. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Seth Green plays Howard the Duck in the MCU now. More Seth yeah. Green, guys. Let's do this thing. He's a funny motherfucker, too. There you go. You know, like, I'm way more for a modern reboot. Just, just a the puppet deck. with less dead eyes this time is all I ask for. Maybe just CG. You know what I mean? Just make him CG so it looks yeah. like a real thing. I don't yeah. know. Make him Rocket. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Like, at this point, we can do it. We love Rocket, right? Like, Rocket and Groot are completely CG characters. and We love them. I mean, also Spider-Man has got 100% CG once his mask on, but that's neither here nor there. So, Iron Man too, actually. Most of those characters are basically all CG once the masks go down. It's like watching cartoons, just really high-end CG cartoons. Yeah, filmed on sometimes live-action backgrounds. No, not usually. <laughs> occasional occasional live-action backgrounds. I mean, they built that volume for a reason. So, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what else to say about this. Did you see the interview where Zoe Dutch, who is Leah Thompson's daughter, was interviewed by Conan O'Brien and talked about this? No. Oh, my God. Look it up right now. <laughs> Look up Zoe, Zoe Dutch, Howard the Duck. And watch Conan's face. The best part is watch Conan's face. We're going to do a little hot reacts here on the episode. <laughs> it is fucking hysterical. She starts talking about the sex scene and stuff, and she looks like she wants to die. What do I know this woman from? What's Zoe, Zoe Dutch has been in tons of shit. Yeah, she's all over the place right now. She's, again, she's like just one of those TV girls. Yeah, yeah. So they're Thompson's daughter, though. Like, you can see it when you know you can see it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Conan's a national treasure. Eh, he's all right. I mean, you could be a national treasure in America at this point. It doesn't mean much. So, <laughs> like the facial expressions are what really like sell it. Like, <laughs> so you need to post that in the link to the episode, also, because like yeah, hysterically he just, funny. He just link up. Oh man, it's so fucking funny. 
You saw that as a child? Yeah. <laughs> so that basically encapsulates my thoughts on Howard the Duck. This is like, so for like historical context, the reason why I said I've seen this movie 500 times, my dad was obsessed with this movie when we were kids. He thought it was the greatest fucking thing of all time, which sort of really <laughs> makes me question my father's taste and basically everything at this point in my life. But that's... Well, my dad has like multiple copies of the Scorpion King. So that's that's my red flag. I mean, like the rock, at least the rocks in that, you know, and Kelly Hugh. I mean, The Rock and then The Rock's, like, fucking, like, mongrel fucking twin brother, a CGI brother. Well, I mean, yeah, that, the end of that movie is a fucking nightmare. But like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually, that's Mummy 2 where the CG is really bad. Uh, the Scorpion no, King. Things, yeah, Scorpion. Yeah. I remember Scorpion King being pretty fucking awful, too. It's not great. No, it's not good at all. But, you know, The Rock sells it, basically. Like, that <laughs> movie got sold based on, like, The Rock being charged. Anyways, <laughs> anyway. How the Duck. Uh, okay, the only good things I can see about this movie is we you already mentioned the effects. Like some of these effects are pretty fucking good for 1986, except for the duck. Everything yeah. else holds up. The duck is terrible. I mean, like the Ray Harryhausen or the Harry Harryhausen like stop motion shit at the end yeah, yeah. does not has not aged well. Basically, I, in a post Jurassic Park world, it always looks you can always see stop there, motion. Yeah, you can like, I, but it was really good for stop motion. Like, it looks looked fine. way better than the shit and like than the Rancor originally did. Tim, they spent forty million fucking dollars and had industrial light and fucking magic. Literally two or three <laughs> years after they finished fucking Return of the Jedi. Yeah, right. They were in the middle of like probably pre prod on fucking Temple of Doom while they were making this fucking movie. And they're like, at, so they're at the peak of their in-camera like optical abilities, like pre-CGI yeah. abilities, or like rotoscoping after the fact, all that stuff. Yeah. And they made Howard the fucking duck again. Just the resources that were wasted, the years of people's lives that were wasted on making industrial this movie. light and magic are the best special effects house that have ever existed <laughs> on this planet. And they spent two years making this fucking movie. Yeah. What a waste of goddamn time. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to watch this for any reason, it's like you want to see those like Star Wars skills, like, you know, taken up a notch kind of thing. Like, you know, a bunch of like crazy Ghostbusters Z kind of effects as well. The puppet was horrible for 95% of the movie. There were like a few little moments here and there of impressive puppetry on the duck's face. Like a couple of times where I was like, okay you got me like marginally fucking emotionally invested in this little person in a duck head. This puppet is, I just want to stress that this is five <laughs> years after Yoda, which yeah. is a puppet that you love. You know what I mean? Like you love Yoda. I love Yoda. I hate star Wars now and I fucking love Yoda. And I see this little bastard puppet. And all I can think is start a fire. <laughs> We're having duck tonight. Burn that fucking thing. And also the makeup job that they do on sex pervert is pretty solid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but it's just like the whole thing's just such a fucking stupid concept, but that by that point, I don't give a shit if he kills the fucking duck or not. He could have killed Leah Thompson at that point in the movie. I was like, all right, <laughs> okay, I guess we're whatever. fine. I don't give yeah, a shit anymore. Exactly. Saves her from being in the rest of the fucking movie. So good, um, I guess. <laughs> I did actually, I really did think that the design and the animation on the dark overlord at the end was like pretty fucking well done it was just i was so checked out of the movie at that point that like i was just like i was i was i was appreciating it on like an entirely superficial like technical mm. like oh that is a pretty impressive figure and you know smooth animation kind of thing yeah. except then they fucked it up because they did like 
terrible fucking compositing onto the main scene. It's like they had this beautifully shot fucking footage and they couldn't bother to make it match up with the scene they were fucking compositing onto. That's probably more what I glom onto when I look at that thing. I don't think the design is particularly great. It's basically a scorpion, you know what I mean, with a shitty face on it, like a Star Wars alien face, face on it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it's particularly impressive. But like, I mean, I do this kind of stuff for fun, like create monsters and shit, so I'm real picky about it. And I will call good workout when I see it. This is not and, like, the ILM guys can do good fucking work, but this is not it. So, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you <laughs> got that little bit out of this, because I didn't. Oh, what else? Yeah, and then just, if you're going to make a movie like this, you at least have to make the, you have to commit one way or the other with your fucking protagonist. You either have to make him, like, a genuinely likable protagonist that's just naive or something like that, or you need to make him, like, a complete fucking piece of shit so much so that you're like on his side again and they go right down the middle they want him to be duck venkman that's what the yeah. character is is duck venkman and they fucked it up yes yeah. and instead like, he's just there. he's just an asshole he's just this middle of the rolled asshole yeah you know it, it's not he's not like not offensive even to the point where he's funny or anything yeah, like that exactly. it's just like the just this dull fuck those dull fucking boring assholes that you have in your life where you're just like oh this fucking guy like yeah, you just don't want to be around the person. Like, listening to them talk, you're like, yeah. Ugh. It's not like one of those people that's at least like, oh, at least I can, like, talk shit about this idiot with my friends later. It's like, the shit that he says is so fucking Irritating. boring and, and boring, yeah. like, played yeah. out that you're like, yeah, this isn't even worth gossiping about later. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I should have got Stan Lee to write this shit. <laughs> what else? The only other things, or the other gripes I have that we haven't already talked about is this whole fucking movie was, like, dubbed 80 yard after the fact. Which, if anything, like, if anything fucking took you out of this movie or hasn't already taken you out of this movie, this fucking will. Like, it feels like they hardly used any of the on-set sound to the point where, like, I'm questioning if they even had a fucking sound unit on set. There's a couple spots where, like, there's some shit, like, shoddy audio where i'm like did they even have a fucking boom mic operator on this scene and it's it like doesn't it doesn't like sound it. like they did so yeah. who the fuck knows honestly yeah. yeah even the remaster is like rough in spots so like you cannot pull off a ridiculous outlandish concept movie like this unless it's you know the, the prerequisite for that is that it has to be executed nearly perfectly production wise that's the only way that a movie like this has any chance of being accepted and decent. And so, but this is not even fucking passable production wise. Yeah. I just want to reiterate what I said right at the top of the fucking episode. You made me watch this. And I hate <laughs> you for it. And yes, we said the soundtrack is basically the absolute like dregs of 80 music. Somebody's like, there's like, people who are like really into the soundtrack. Apparently it got a fucking like three disc yeah, pressing. A couple say, years ago. Got like a vinyl repress, like a couple years ago. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why? Yeah. Who, who bought that? Like to me, this fucking soundtrack, the people who bought that, they should be put on a fucking list and sent <laughs> to an Island. You know what I mean? If you're that into this movie, you should not be allowed to mix with regular society, normal society. Yeah. Those are Trump voters. You know what I mean? Like those are those people. <laughs> They're like the January 6th people, or the are those people. Oh, yeah, like, they're the worst of the worst. That's what I mean. Like, they're, like, the yeah. real hardcore nutsos. <laughs> but, yeah, this, the soundtrack is just, like, every shitty B-side from every one-hit wonder of the 80s, basically. It's, 
like I'm, I'm way far away from my microphone now. I've like <laughs> leaned back. I'm just I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, no, it's terrible. This is like a, a complete piece of shit of a movie, Tim. I don't know what. All right. Well, then, I don't know what else you want to do? Give this movie a score out of ten, Mark, and your final thoughts. Negative six. <laughs> Hundred billion. <laughs> That's a new record. I fucking hate this movie with the fire of a billion suns. Hate <laughs> you with the same fire for making me watch it too. <laughs> I can give this movie a one out of ten for Leah Thompson and the modest effort that the effects team made. But the movie should itself should not have been fucking made. It should never have been made. Like this is a movie like like I read like I can see George Lucas reading the script and being like, this is a great idea or whatever George Lucas sounds like. <laughs> And everybody around would be like, George, this is the biggest piece of shit any of us have ever read. And it'd be, no, we'll sell it to kids. It'll be fine. You know what I mean? And duck tits. <laughs> duck tits. Woo. Now you're just ripping off the nostalgia critic because he did that <laughs> joke too. So <laughs> I can at least say that this movie, for whatever it's worth, was unpredictable. I definitely. Most of the time had no fucking idea where it was going next. If you told me that this movie at the start would end up where it did at the end with like fucking crazy Ray Harryhausen creature and everything, I'd be like, no, you're a fucking idiot. So you've never seen this movie before, right? Or you've seen it as a kid. I've heard of this movie. I have seen like shots, like screenshots of this movie. And like, I've seen a few clips here and there, mostly in like these, like the, you know, like the worst movies ever listicles kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, so this is my first time seeing this movie. It's first and last time seeing this movie all the way through because it is not even worth rewatching just to take the shit out of it. That's what I mean. Like, it's not even like the kind of movie. And this is the last thing I have to say, but it's not even the kind of movie where it's like good. It's so good it's bad, or so bad it's good. You know what I mean? Where like you can get together and do like a best of the worst like shit talk or MST3K or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? Like bad movie night with your buddies where you get fucking ripped and you just destroy movies. Like just shit talk movies for three hours or whatever, or yeah. eight hours and get really fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like college days, just some shit like that. Like that's what this movie should be for. But it's so fucking bad and so fucking boring that like you, it would kill your night. You know what I mean? Like it would yeah. destroy that kind of night. Everybody would go home. Like it's just so. It's the problem is it's not flamboyantly bad. Yeah, it's just fucking dull bad. Yeah. Yep, it's boring. It's boring and bad. And like Leah Thompson may have the nicest butt of all of the eighties girls, but it doesn't save this movie whatsoever. So I've objectified Leah Thompson enough for tonight. I apologize. If you ever listen to this, if you see Howard, the duck in our episode list and you're like, I'll listen to what these two guys, these lovely Canadian gentlemen think about my, one of my favorite movies of all time. I apologize that you like that movie so much, Leah. I really do. This movie's terrible and please yeah. don't make the remake and please leave Chip Sadarsky alone. He's writing really good daredevil. I'd rather he continue to do that than write Howard, the duck. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah I'm going to leave it at that that is the end of the coverage of Howard the Duck so we can move on to our final segment Geek Cred Mark what is your Geek Cred for this week literally anything else that is not Howard the Duck go watch that we'll Just, be like, listen to something else watch something else anything will be better Hitman's wife's bodyguard is not great it's more entertaining than this movie both of the <laughs> A Quiet Place movies Excellent. I watched the second part of the long Halloween thing, and I didn't hate it. Watch any of these things. Literally go on YouTube and randomly click something. It will be more entertaining than watching Howard the Duck. 
That's my recommendation. Watch anything that is not Howard the Duck. I gotta stop watching movies with fucking sex pests in it. Good luck. It's, it's difficult these days, unfortunately. It is. It is in retrospect, I think <sighs> it's hard harder every year. There's somebody in every movie. My geek card for this week is a show I've mentioned on the podcast before is now totally its first season is totally live on Disney Plus. Uh, it's behind the attraction. It's this show that The Rock produced that goes behind the scenes on like the history of classic Disney parks attractions. It's done in sort of like the same documentary, like comedy documentary style as like the toys that made us or the movies that made us kind of thing. Did you watch the new season of uh, movies that made us that came out? Not yet. I did see it's up there. That's a geek cred. Watch that. That was really good. Actually. Yeah. Uh, the first it's in there. Gremlins. It's back to the future. Jurassic park. Pretty woman, which was really weird. Yeah. And then uh, something else. I can't remember what the other one was. What something I don't like. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, so behind the attraction is like a, you know, kind of has that same mix of documentary, entertainment, comedy, and kind of interesting anecdotes about the history of, of these attractions. In some cases, going back to like the sixties and stuff like that, like, or earlier when Disneyland opened, but in some cases, like kind of more recent, but yeah, as a Disney parks nerd, it's right up my alley and Paget Brewster does a really good job narrating it as well. Oh, nice. I like Patrick Brewster. Community. Also another community person. Yep. Yep. So we've talked about three, at least three different Dwayne Johnson properties tonight. Dwayne Johnson (laughs) stuff tonight. That's cool. The last (laughs) multiple community um, references. You'll like this, I think. The the movies that made us, the the, the fourth episode of the season is Forrest Gump. That's why. I hate that movie. Okay. But Forrest Gump is the fourth one of the year. So Back to the Future, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump are this year's four movies. And I had a really good time with the Back to the Future and Jurassic Park episodes. The Pretty Woman story is interesting, but it's such a weird... Like, it's a Disney movie about a prostitute. So it's just like a weird... You know what I mean? It's a weird movie. And then Forrest Gump, I just fucking hate. It's baby boomer propaganda, and it should be fucking fired into the sun. I hate it. (laughs) Made me hate Creedence Clearwater Revival, like, with a fiery passion in that movie. Oh, I still love Fortunate Son. See, like, it's a good song, but I would... The best part about Fortunate Son is Neil Young's response to it. (laughs) He fucking hated the CCR guys. All right. Well, with that, we can finish off this episode. Thank, Thank God. God. <laughs> Thank you, Stan, or whatever. Yeah, so thank you very much for listening. If you would like to talk to us about anything we talked about on this episode tonight. Nope. Please don't. <laughs> nope. But I, let's say if you want to talk to us about anything besides Howard the Duck, you can do so on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. You can tweet at us at DRD underscore podcast. You can tweet at me at DRD underscore Tim. You can tweet at Mark at MT underscore Ouellette. And you can email us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and most places that podcasts can be found. So, yeah, say say goodnight, Mark. As we hear the soul legitimately leave Mark's body. I might be coming back now. He's like, you're done talking about this shit, right? I'll come back now. <laughs> uh, Good night, everybody. Uh, please don't watch this movie, and please do not talk to me about it. Yeah. This is Tim saying... <laughs> The same duck, thing. Duck tits. Duck. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't know, man.